Hello, internet friends, and welcome to episode number 201, the post-BlizzCon special for BlizzCon 2019. I'm your host, my name's Adam K, aka Bay, and if you were here for like the, the 15 or so minutes of preamble, um, there are some hashtags that have formed. Stop it. Just, mm -mm. calm down. Today's show, of course, yet again. Oh, I got a, my arm over here. Boof. Thank you very much to the folks over at Wowhead for A, putting up with me, and B, supporting what I do here to keep these shows coming at your faces. Had a lot of fun hanging out with Perculia at the live weekly reset. I actually have this filtered here because I'm going to be bringing up some posts here during the show today. You can actually filter all the WoWhead stuff. They just put out their giant posts about Diablo 4 and, and World of Warcraft Shadowlands. So if you want all the information you may or may not have missed about BlizzCon, you can have those all sorted for you over on WoWhead, of course. So thank you very much to those that are supporting the show, the stream, and everything in between. I got to make sure I give a big shout out to these nerds and ladies as well. But the show is not about you today, okay? It's about the collective power of the five heads and, and the jealousy of the lack of hair and compared to this. But back on the show today, yet again, Novel. Hello, sir. Hello. Hi. <laughs> there he is. Hi. How many years have been announced? Six? Something this, like that. This is the fourth annual. Yeah, okay, but I've been on your show before the annual started, well, right? Yeah, okay, so, fine. I mean, you, you trying to pull rank? Yeah. Oh. I was your first, all right? I remember the days where you still had co-host and stuff like that. I remember those days. That's true. That's true. You've been here for a while. Is that a Charizard mug? Yes. Yeah. I Oh, also, update. <laughs> I no longer use pictures. I now have a mighty uh, Game of Thrones mug. Oh. Like, I drink it and know things. It's perfect for my size. Gifted to me by my guild mistress. Now, is that a, a mug that is able to be drank out of that isn't like the WoW mug where you're not supposed to drink out of it because of lead poisoning. Mm, no. Who would make a mug that you're not allowed of? Oh, wait, a WoW mug, you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, the WoW mug. Don't, it says, like, don't drink out of it because of lead poisoning potential. I was actually trying to find it. It's here somewhere. Yeah, you have it. There's Mike. Yeah, Hello, sir. It. Find it. Hi. Sorry, I was looking for... just said I'm looking for something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drink out of my Ragnaros statue. <laughs> Oh, don't bring that up. Oh, first off, I mean, fair enough. Second off, sadness. I ordered mine, and then it was canceled on me three days before it was supposed to ship, so I didn't get one. What was canceled? This was canceled? Yeah, the 15th anniversary oh, Ragnaros shame. statue thing. Yep. Oh, I, yeah, it's definitely a shame. I'm giving two away. One look. I got mine oh. from Blizzard without asking. Same. <laughs> I, bought, I did buy my own, and then they, they, they sent me a nice one. So I was pretty happy with that. I have my some oh my you can't yeah it's it's in the shadows over there that's my rex statue right there you can't see it shame bay so wait a minute let's just double check this again i have uh three in total actually uh and you have one as well novel i got the rag and i had illidan and sylvanas oh we have like bay. six statues and bay how many did you have again bay i have the bay? m, &M guy from your wife Oh, <laughs> I'd ride away with the wife card. Wow. 
Hey, if you've all you got out of it was an Eminem guy, I'm fine. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> crap. Crap. All right. For those that may or may not know who the heck the two of you are, Mike, what do you do on the internet? Plug all the things and say your piece so Noble can say I, his. Uh, I'm just a content creator, that's all. Do YouTube and Twitch and hopefully teach some people to try and get into raiding. I think it's the best thing. That's basically what I do. All right. And then play other games on stream. I don't really play World of Warcraft on stream. That's, that's true. It's definitely true. I thought you were going to say, I just don't play WoW any, at all anymore. Oh, I do. Yeah, I, I got a Thunder Fury binding today. Yes. Yeah, you did. I saw the tweet, Gretz. I did. I did get the Thunder Fury binding. I'm very happy. Granted, you're not going to get the other one for like a year. Well, I don't know. We have our other tank already has both. So oh. we've got third binding already. So hopefully we, that luck streak continues just for one more drop. That would be really nice. Mm. All right, Noble, who the hell are you? Uh, I'm I'm Noble or Noble, and uh, I try to teach people about the story behind Warcraft. I've been doing so for many many years now. Uh, every Monday, brand new video. We also cover Diablo these days, and I got mm. Hearthstone videos. I also occasionally stream. I do play WoW on stream most of the times. Sometimes dabble in other games, not as much as Mike though. And, I the uh, Diablo story is really good. I'm actually really, really interested in that. Yeah, I was actually you, really happy about that? it. Uh, the 31st of October, Halloween, was the first episode we actually did. Uh, it's oh, me oh. and a guildie, Neveria, so we're doing it together. Mm -hmm. And I was happy about it because we covered like the origin story of the Nephilim and all that. And mm -hmm. in the introduction cinematic for Diablo 4, the lady that comes down, we were just doing a video on it. I was like, I know who that is! So, <laughs> Wait, what? Did you... <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of my reaction during that thing. It's, but yeah. uh okay. Yeah. That was real cool to see. And at first I was watching the cinematic, I was like, this is gonna be mobile, ain't it? People are gonna be so upset if this is mobile. Well, thankfully Diablo 4. Dude, well, actually we thought we were sat next to I think me and Bay were sat next to each other during the opening ceremony. Our Correct. Diablo 4 video cut out, so we didn't get to see like a bit it, of it. The main <laughs> stage, the mythic <laughs> stage, like when they opened the door and the whole like opening the door crazy sequence, it cut out and went to like a blue desktop screen. So I was I was totally waiting. I haven't know if I've seen any of these yet, but I'm waiting for like the photoshops because you just key out the blue screen and like put whatever you want on there now. But I haven't seen any crazy photoshops yet. But yeah, the mythic stage cut well, out. I don't for, like, think a the solid... stream saw it. It was just yeah. our stage. Just so, the stage. I don't yeah. think that's gonna happen. Every, all the other stages like didn't get that at all because they mm. were like, "Oh, what did you think?" I was like, "Well, we missed a third of it." You can hear the sound. <laughs> And, it yeah. like, and that was the memes. Like, no one was angry. Everyone was laughing and going, yep. this game sounds really good. Uh, <laughs> and then by the end of it, though, a lot of people thought it wasn't Diablo because uh, it oh, yeah. like it's going in a different direction. And I was hopeful for that as well. As until, a non-Diablo fan, I was like, this could be like an over-the-shoulder Dark Souls type game. That would be really cool. Well, until like the pentagram and the upside-down death and the blood, you were like, oh, it's Diablo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a while, there, like, it could have been something else. Yeah, yeah. Keep your kids away. I was hoping that it's going to be the Warcraft cinematic that was going to be so gruesome, but apparently Diablo. Yes, what are you pointing at? Pointing at Gorak in chat. Get your lips done, Florida boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <sighs> Never going to let it die. Never, Never going to let it die. All right, enough faffing about. This is, this is video game coming out soon. Well, like a year from now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. A long way away, yeah. So Pokemon Sword and Shield. I too am excited. Yeah, <sighs> Which has a lot of controversy behind it. I would like to talk to you about that as well. They become really big in the game, and you can't capture all of them, even though the catchphrase has got to catch them all. What do you think about that, Bay? Since you're such a Pokemon fan. <clears throat> so Shadowlands. Anyway, Shadowlands. <laughs> <laughs> 
the uh, I guess the the big thing here is so Mike and I have made some content about this already. So I mean, shameless plug. We did have the chance to sit down with Ian and Steve. The interview is already online if you missed it. Sorry about the mm -hmm. kind of scuffed audio, but I got you a 28-minute interview out of 30 minutes of available time. Then Mike and I sat down afterward, talked about our initial thoughts like right after the fact, and then I sat down with, with WordUp Senpai as well and learned everything. So those are online. And then there was the pre-BlizzCon special with uh, Hazel and Mr. GM going over some potentials. But So Mike and I kind of have our thoughts already out there. But I want to know, Nobble, what's your... Because you were live streaming and, like, restreaming and, like, reacting to it live with your stream. Yeah. But I didn't get to, like, absorb that. And I don't know if everyone here also Ooh. did. So, Elevator Feelings Pitch about Shadowlands. What do you what do you think about what's revealed so far? Uh, What revealed so far? Story-wise, I'm intrigued. Story-wise, it definitely has potential. Uh, Gameplay-wise, uh, the deep dive felt more like stepping into a little puddle. I felt like mm. they... Uh, could, you know, there, there was a lot more that would have been announced. When one of your key selling points is for bringing back abilities that you removed previously from the game, it's, uh, huh. But then again, the tower, if done right, sounds really, really cool. Uh, the leveling squish is something that could bring in new flesh, uh, for the game, which would be really, really nice. And, uh, covenants could be really cool as well, but keyword is could, of course. It's, it's BlizzCon, mm -hmm. uh, all you really hear is like, this is what we got in mind, this is what we want to do. And we'll have to wait for the execution. But so far, I am uh, hopeful. Hopeful for the potential, yeah. It looks gorgeous. And even in our interview, I had to, like, I danced around kind of asking, like, the meme way of asking to Steve about how... <laughs> there was, a, was actually a YouTube comment that I was looking today when I was prepping for the show that's on, like, the cinematic trailer for the expansion, like, the features trailer. And it was something along the lines of, the art team in World of Warcraft is the tank out DPSing all the DPS. <laughs> because yeah. the art team just continues to just blow us away. And that just is attributed a, a to the fact that the, the artists and the creatives at Blizzard are just ridiculous. But the big and thing is. The that's, cinematic team is just stepping it up every year. Oh, every yeah. single time they're improving it. Oh, yeah. And we can double confirm that because we played Shadowlands there. Uh, yep. And it was very bare bones, but we got to walk around Bastion and everybody was in the room was just like, it's just so gorgeous. Yeah. And you can feel that hype no. rising inside because it has no substance to it yet. It's just the <laughs> zone. But inside you're thinking, God, this looks so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you would want to play it from the video. Like you could show the video of the Shadowlands and you're like, I already would buy it. And I have pre-purchased it, obviously. But um, Same. Yeah, it's just the yeah, art team every time. I mean, because we didn't, we knew he was going to be in there. We're like, what are we going to ask the art guy? Because obviously I wanted it, Ian. It's like a ravenous, I was like yeah. a ravenous tiger. Like, I want Ian. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's what you just brought up there, which is the first question I asked. And you must be excited a little bit about this novel, is that Shadowlands mm -hmm. isn't in a book somewhere. And it's like the first time they, and this is what we asked Steve, it's like, it's the first time you've been able to go, make whatever you want because it doesn't exist yet yep. whereas yep. everything else that they've ever made already has been described somewhere and you know and they kind of they can have fun with it but they've still got to kind of work it around mm. what's existed in the past yes and no i mean mr pandaria is a great example of when they took a concept which had very bare bones like mr pandaria with the pandaren was chen storms out of warcraft 3 and a couple of pandaren cameos and they ran with it they designed a whole new continent new lore new races new backgrounds and in the case of Shadowlands, it's it's similar. We know about the Shadowlands. We partied in the Shadowlands before. We touched upon it. But now we're going to do a deep dive. We're going to build upon, this is what you know, but these are actually the details behind it. These are the different zones, the different sections. 
and that um, from the preview looks really, really cool. The Bastion bit, by the way, did it remind you a lot of the Halls of Valor, or did it feel unique to play through? No, it didn't feel like Halls of Valor at all, actually. It felt okay. much more like... Um, it was actually a completely new... I can't compare it to another Warcraft zone, uh, if I'm being honest. Oh, that's it felt right. a little bit like a part of Argus. I think it was Macquarie, where you start there, but mm -hmm. much more serene, much more... It was very soft and gentle. Uh, it was the idea of the zone with a lot of i don't know if a lot of people saw just how much of bastion is floating there's a lot of big floating areas which i'm hoping i mean we have confirmed now that they're going with pathfinder again uh so mm -hmm. they're obviously not really going to be playable areas at least till later in the expansion which i was what i was hoping for i thought it was going to be like okay there's playable areas for capped characters up there and they're going to let us do flying early on and use this area to get capped people doing you know end game stuff in the same zones uh, but that doesn't seem to be the case, which is unfortunate because looking at the flying cities above was really cool because I was like, oh, we're going to get to go up there and do things. But that seems like it's going to be later. But you can see that it's very yeah. soft and very uh, like whitewashed in a lot of areas. Mm -hmm. But a lot of uh, transparent creatures flowing around, very translucent stuff uh, that made it give a real gentle, soft, cloudy feel to it. Uh, but it was absolutely gorgeous. A lot of detail, a lot of crazy detail going on with each mob. Again, the art team just outdoing themselves every step mm. of the way. That was what Steve yeah, sort of commented on too. And I wanted to like just jump in into that. It's not like it, we we know about these bubbles, and <clears throat> that was what again what Steve sort of said is that the the game directing just came from like, can you do this? Because we know about these realms that have existed now, and we know now that there's sort of more around us than just Azeroth, right? We've been to a couple of different places, mm -hmm. but all of these exist in like the extended WoW world, but we've never actually ever seen it. So essentially all of these new areas, all the new five zones essentially, are just plucked from their imaginations now and, and created because we've never seen them before. We've seen some fantastical stuff in World of Warcraft before, but I'm with Mike on this one. I mean, some of these images, I don't think we ever expected to see areas like this in world of warcraft before well, when i looked at the presentation uh mm -hmm. like the the fey area looks a lot like draenor shadowmoon valley um the spirit area that we talked about has a hint of halls of valor in there like i'm not saying that it's not unique or anything of course you can experience through it uh but when i looked at it, i was like i remember those zones so there's also a little bit of spires of a ruck in there mm. uh like this picture that you're showing right now uh very much shadowmoon valley ain't it yeah I think there's there's some inspirational points pulled from real world locations because obviously then you get into like the Necrolords area and it's very like yeah, Western Plaguelands, Northrend, North yeah. yeah. So there there and are hints, explain... mm -hmm. but I think it's almost like it's this is like the undistilled. Like when we get it into Azeroth, it's kind of like filtered, and it's almost like a tiny bit. But this is just like take those tiny pieces, and then make the entire zone of it, and and embellish it. Right. Well, I'm very happy to hear that you're mentioning like it does feel unique to play through. That's yeah. one of the things I was worried about. But that's very, very nice. It did, yeah. So they had this kind of cornered off to certain areas. So yeah, see, of course. like like Bay said, and the hint we got from the guys was like, We are so early in development, it is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like we are so so early in development. Yep. Like, okay. Uh but and so they had us cornered to certain areas, but as most of the streams saw is everything is there it didn't it didn't feel like a copy and i i, I think i would pick up on that really quickly because I've, I've been quite outspoken about them just copying areas which they've been mm -hmm. doing recently and it did feel entirely brand new um Good. but the, the other point is what about the antagonist because this isn't somebody who's got law behind them like <gasps> no. how has that been for you as a law guy ah. like, i don't know about this guy 
Dude, I'm very happy about it because um like the the antagonists, at least we'll have to see if this is gonna be the proper emboss or whatnot. But we're talking about the jailer. Um, yes. that's the guy that's behind Sylvanas in those end scenes. And the moment that he showed up, people were wondering, like, who is this being? Is it perhaps uh, Argus, Death Incarnate? Is it perhaps uh, Arthas himself, like the Crown of Lordaeron? Is this a being that we know of? And they've said in the interview, like, the Jailer is something that you're not familiar with. It's a new creature, um, which opens up the realm of, okay, what is going on here? How long has this existed? What has he been doing? What is his plan with Sylvanas? Um, how is their relationship? Yeah, it's amazing. It's really cool that they can build up so much on this. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention, like, we're going into the Shadowlands. Anything that we dealt with in the past, hero and villain, they could just bring back and be like, hey, remember this? That's cool. I already like, have. Uh, five. Mm. A two, I have a one pound bet already running that this is the Arthas Redemption expansion. Oh, oh God. I think I so. Else. I think so. Like, especially because they immediately shot that down when someone asked, is Arthas going to be there? Like, no, no. And I was like, it is some bullshit. Totally though, like, there. No, He's totally there. Dead. In the Shadowlands, where everything is dead, like what? Yeah. What? I I just have this feeling is like as soon as because uh, um you'll see I've done a video on Shadowlands that's not out yet. I've been editing it all day, but I've had a chance. Uh, but it it felt like the Burning Crusade, and when I mentioned to Ian about it being the Burning Crusade and all that stuff, he gave this like cheeky smile about that's kind of where they're going. But so hopefully not Illidan, but I feel like uh, it's an Arthas thing. But I don't know enough about mm. the world to really shoot that down. But my gut instincts was this is an Arthas thing. Well, I really hope that they're not going to, because Arthas is one of those examples where they've done the story right, start to finish. Everybody mm. likes the Lich King story, or nearly everybody. Uh, bringing it back, altering it, um, what else can you do but muck it up, right? Like, what more can you add to it if people are already happy with it? Yeah. So a whole redemption story? I, I don't know if I'll be down with that, to be honest. I'm sure the Jaina Triangle, baby. The Jaina love. Ugh. Jaina has Caligos these days. She doesn't. She doesn't no, she doesn't. They broke up. They broke up in, in <gasps> Warlords. No, she's been busy. They can no. go. Oh, shut again. up! No, no, she found Kalek browsing Tinder, dude. That's not <laughs> is done, bro. Well, then she has Thrall. I mean, we all saw how she touched his arm and how she looked back at him no, during the funeral. Was... Yes, wife validation. Validation. Yeah, have you seen them? Have you I seen have... them? No. He came back to Azeroth. Nobody mentions his wife or kids. He murdered them back then. And that's why I was so surprised that Sourfang showed up and he was like, we got to get the hell out of here. Green Jesus killed his kid? And now we're going to find him in the Shadowlands and he has to go like, oh no, I'm busted. That is shocking. That's the redemption story. That's shocking. I can't believe Thrall would do that. Mm -hmm. he, he hit the murder weapon and then he uncovered it again, that cinematic, and pretended like it was the first time that he saw it. But it was literally blood dripping off of it, so you know. You're just what trying to spread rumors to make rant threads about you, aren't you? <laughs> God, please not again. Who do you want to see though? Seriously, like obviously they are absolutely using this to bring yeah. people. Oh, well, Broxgar's not dead. They confirmed that, right? Uh, not Broxgar. I'm thinking of the other guy. So Broxgar, uh, the guy who took the helmet off. He's not dead. He's still Bolvar. He's be no, 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 no. Bolvar. I mean, he's going to be like yeah. a key feature. Like he's going to be an NPC yeah. we talk to. He's a wimp though. He's AFK three years and got smashed. Uh, well, dude, uh, who wants him on the team? Sylvanas has totally been cheating, getting a covenant before the rest of us. She's oh, already been working benched. on upgrades. He's benched. He's benched. <laughs> I don't oh, know. His on. gear is too cool to bench him, man. Come on. Yeah, he oh, quite literally has. He has hard. like an. He has like an in-game like model render now of, of this. Like what it looks like based on the the, <sighs> the key art. So he's gonna be an NPC we deal with and actually talk to. Yeah, I think he's going to be our guide through the Shadowlands or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely going to be a key part in that. And Bolvar's yeah. interesting, because Bolvar died at the Rothgate, 
and then he got back with uh, the Dragon Flames from Alexstrasza. Mm -hmm. But a whole bunch of people died there. So you kind of have to wonder, like, why did Bolvar specifically come back? Right? Like, was it just him and not everybody else? Did Alexstrasza anticipate? Did she know there must always be a Lich King? Not to mention the whole connection to um, the Damnation gear. We're apparently going to party with, like, the Blacksmith who created Frostmourne and the Damnation armor. So we're going to find out more there. Yeah, uh, or at least Damnation Armor. I'm not sure about Frostmourne, but I'm 100% I'm sure about the Damnation Armor. Uh, so we're going to learn more about the history there. And, you know, the connection to the Jailer. When Sylvanas walks up to Icecrown in the cinematic, she mentions that there's a usurper on the throne. Which, of course, a little bit about throwing a curveball. Like, is she going to become the Lich Queen? Is she going to dethrone Bolvar? But no, 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 there's the Jailer. Does that mean that the Jailer is supposed to be, in her mind, like the Jailer of the Damned? Mm. Uh, I mean, I've got to say though, uh, just taking it out a little bit, is um, everybody all the way leading up to the first day of BlizzCon, uh, we were there a couple of days earlier, uh, partying and meeting a lot of the people who were already there, and everybody knew about the Shadowlands coming uh, yeah. because you know the leaked out of uh, Bolvar. Everybody knew what was happening, and everyone was, the whole discussion was about Lich King 2.0. That's what it's going to be, um, similar to Diablo 4. Like there was no surprises there that Diablo 4 was going to be there, and then everybody in the room was watching the Shadowlands cinematic like, uh-huh, oh yeah, okay, we're at Ice Crown, so it is going to be like Lich King 2.0. Until hmm. she cracked the crown, and then you could see that Blizzard had totally leaked that image on purpose, and they all just went, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as it split off into the actual Shadowlands, because as soon as the sky cracked, the whole room went, what? Wait yep, a minute, yep, no. Because yep. <laughs> they built up the whole story, is Sylvanas is going to get the helm, she's going to stick it on, they were all like really expecting for it, and then she broke it in half, mm -hmm. and it was so well-timed, there was no way that wasn't a marketing ploy, and it was just genius it was absolute genius to be a part in, in the room when that happened because the whole room went <gasps> no <laughs> this is not what we were expecting at all but it's cooler that was amazing these yep. hd images are brilliant oh my they're so good no they wow. have the full renders are ridiculous it's all on the actual website it's insane and then the other one i just showed was the the game informer like cover art for their coverage of of uh blizzcon 2019 it's absolutely ridiculous the art that's coming out of this which again the art team, yet again. Her reason, her lips have no reason to be better. See, Bay, she has nice lips. You could have nice lips. Come as well. on! <laughs> well, you saw the voice actress panel, right? Oh, I, mean, I, I, I went back and watched it. Yeah. It was the best panel I went to, and I got to it purely by accident. Yeah. Is that it was on before the uh, either the deep dive or the what's next panel for WoW. So I, I managed to get to the stage about mm -hmm. half an hour early because uh, it was quiet in the morning because I think it was day two. And nobody gets up early for day two of BlizzCon because everything <laughs> kind of happens day one. So day two, I kind of strolled in. Uh, I got my seat in the media area and I was chilling. And I was like, oh, what's this? And it's like the voice actors and stuff. And they were on a couch. And they're like, oh, we're going to reenact it. I was like, oh, God. Uh, this is going to be really cringe. Actually, nearly cried. I was like, "This is incredible!" So oh, it was so good. See, it was incredible, and I, I think I was sat next to like uh, Zyronic and Bajira, and everyone was like, "This is so good." Mm -hmm. I know. And it's, <laughs> it was better than watching the actual cutscene for me. Like, I watched the no. cutscene, and it seemed really cheesy, but the live version was so much better. It was that room again, just being in the room because nearly everybody was crying. Especially when she uh, said the traitors walking with traitors line when she because she hid backstage before she came out, and the yep. whole room was like, "Oh my god, like what's <laughs> going to happen?" <laughs> you know, like, people were still surprised. <laughs> but everybody at home as well loved that panel. Like that is yeah, one of the watch most well-received panels. It's amazing. Yeah, my phone was going crazy because everyone was watching it, uh, mm -hmm. and I, I was like, 
I have the best seat in the house right now. <laughs> you know, I literally have the best seat in the house while I'm watching this. So let's bring it back a little bit then. So then <clears throat> the two sides of this that everyone wants to know from the, the content creator angle, and this is sort of what part of our job is, and we share our thoughts and opinions because we distill all this through our communities and we sponge it up from YouTube comments or rebranded threads or Mike is the most daring of all of us and like reads a bunch of forums and actually digs through things and actually it's part of what you do is you just read and read and read and page and page and page. So what are we most looking forward to anticipating and what are you most dreading and not sure about then? Mike, you've had, obviously we always do the post BlizzCon show, but a week after we get back home, we get to like sponge up all this stuff. So what have you, what's your back and forth? What's your yin and yang on this? Your black and white so um, far in Shadowlands. The thing I'm most looking forward to this time is based on everything we know, because there'll probably be other things. I would like to talk about gearing and things like that, but we don't know about it. Uh, Blizzard also doesn't know about it. Right. Like, they, they, that was, wasn't a, a lie. Because uh, people are like, they do know. I've, I've heard that over the last few days when I told people they don't know. And I'm going, no, no, no. They really don't know. They have no idea how this is going to work. Uh, but so far, the tower. The tower looks like it could be something I would absolutely not mind doing each week. Uh, and I like the fact that the reward is a crafted legendary. Because I can already kind of see what the direction they're going to go with that. Which is very similar to classic. Which is like, I might want to build like a very offensive legendary a defensive legendary, a mythic plus legendary. And if it goes down that road where I'm actually doing this for something I actually want, and I'm doing myself out of a choice, that would be great. That would be really fun. And I'd be so into that. And um, especially because it can be done in a group. As much as I love the Mage Tower, the Mage Tower is a one-done thing. Mm -hmm. This looks like something where you can go for a long time and it gets harder and harder, which I love in WoW. Like the more difficult, the better, as long as it's doable. Um, and my, my friends are the same. So getting in a group on a Saturday and being like, are we going to rock Torghast on Saturday? Perfect. Like that's, that's my thing. Cause I want something out of it. I'm not forced to get it after a certain amount of time. Cause I'll have whatever the first reward is. So Torghast is definitely something I'm looking forward to. The biggest thing I'm dreading is just cause of uncertainty is the covenant system. Mm. I am terrified of what's going to come out of that. Um, looking at it now, it, I just, I have this. I can't stop thinking about what happened with Azerite armor, where there's like 250 traits and three of them are good. And the Covenant system being similar, where there's loads of traits and they're doing this horizontal progression. But for some reason, a couple of them are crazily out of whack. Like they did, because we have historical precedent, uh, precedent where they did do that with the Azerite armor, where it's like overwhelming power is just obscenely good compared to everything else, right? And therefore, we don't have a choice of what Covenant to go. And then they'll do the horrible thing is like balance it and then suddenly they'll crush one. And now for some reason, one in a different covenant is supremely better. And we're all now stuck with a system where it's not hard to swap, uh, but it's not easy to swap, I should say. So now we're like, well, we kind of all have to go to the Bastion covenant now because that one's just ridiculously good for some reason. <clears throat> because uh, even after all this time, they still haven't managed to balance the Azerite traits. And it's hard for me to get over the pessimism that they're going to somehow get it right the next time. Because historically they haven't. The Nether Crucible was that way. There was significantly better traits than other ones. And that's what really puts the fear in me. Especially as uh, as Ironic said from Limit, is like, I can already foresee us having to make five mages, one in each covenant. Because that's what we'll need to deal with this. Oh no, yeah. That was his immediate feedback from the guild. Limit were like, we, we're going to need something. Because they said there's four covenants, but there was like, and the more? Question mark, which I kind of take, there'll be a fifth. Even if there isn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, so they'll need multiple characters to combat that because they'll just have some trait that just does 
three or four times more damage or whatever than something else. And as a raider, that sucks. Because I want to be a vampire boy. Uh, as I told Bay on the stage, like I want the vampire no, wings. Like I don't care too much about the aesthetic, but I want the vampire stuff. You didn't just tell me. All right, so I'm gonna set the stage for your all quick here, chat. <laughs> I'm standing up. We're both on the media deck in the mythic stage, and Mike is sitting on the chair next to me, arms crossed, just doing his mic, just watching, watching the, the screens. You know, looking over, trying to get past the. You know, looking at what that's going on, and like the first three covenants come out, and I just look over at him. He's like, I'm like, oh, you will you do this one? He's like. And then the Castlevania vampire <laughs> boy scene comes up. I look over at Mike and he leans back and goes. <laughs> <laughs> I want Rondo of Blood music playing as I walk through that zone. That's what I want in my life. Yeah. But that's all, yeah, as much as I don't care about aesthetics, you know, I would still prefer if I have to have to pick one of four, there's still a way I'd prefer to go. Mm. Right? I, I'd rather that than sort of the paladin looking thing you know because the wings are an amazing system mm. and the fact they're going more cosmetic this time is so good we've been asking for that for so long stop making us super powerful all the time we don't need it right cosmetics need to be more something we chase because people like that and even i wouldn't mind doing that as long as my required shit is done relatively early i'll happily spend some time chasing some cosmetic stuff but um i'm very worried about the covenant system I'm very worried so to end cap that for you, Mike, you are very Revendreth is going to be your covenant of choice. That's where you're. I don't you're know what aiming. it's called. It's the vampire boys. It's <laughs> Revendreth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Castlevania area. The Castlevania the one. Castlevania right? quest, area. I mean, yeah. yeah. So that that's for you. And then well, you can tell during the presentation they got so excited about talking about the raid as well. They were like, "Yeah, we just went Castlevania. We went Dracula and stuff like that." It's like, "Okay, that's my cool. jam, man. I, I'm mm. a Castlevania boy." So then I'm going to flip the same question to you, Noble, but opening Ooh. with the end. So what is your current covenant you're looking at for your paladin? Um, well, Mike stole all my answers. It's not fair. Um, we're, we're on the same page. I, too, am a big fan of the, uh, of the, of the Vampire Boys. <laughs> also because that will allow me to walk this scorched land where the light like pierces it. And Kilfuss is hanging in a cage or across somewhere. Yikes. I can just wave at Kilfuss and be like, hi, buddy, you doing good? Merely a setback, huh? And then I can just walk on. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah, this is the one um, screenshot we have from the zone so far. It looks, I don't know if anything else in World of Warcraft looks like this. It looks a bit like uh, parts of Frostfire Ridge. Yeah, but I, I, I sure? But there's no lava, there's no snow. It's just this. It has a very, yeah. it, to me, it has a very like Warhammer 40,000 feel. I it don't has care what this like. I, I just want wings. <laughs> okay, fine. Looks Damn nice. But for me, I'm, I'm going to be partying with all the covenants, of course. I need to see all the story, man. Easy. I want to know it all. Yeah, that feels like an alt thing. Like an alt thing, you yeah. could do that. Like it, for it, me, that would be an alt thing. Hopefully, it's going to be like the Order Halls. Like, I had an absolute blast in Legion going through every single artifact weapon, every single Order Hall campaign, every single mount quest, a follower quest. I would love to see that make a return yeah. in the form of Covenants. Well, remember, they said that alts this time, Novel, will uh, start their Covenants as soon as they're level 50. Once you've yeah, you're going to work towards end game, yeah, so. You don't need to, like, recap to do it. Uh, you can just go straight in. So that's, mm -hmm. that's a really cool touch. It's like, no, the Covenant stuff, I'm sure the story will require you to cap. I'm not that deluded. I'm sure you can't do the story at like 50 to 51 or something like that, but uh, it's nice that you don't have to wait till endgame to get the interesting bit that you're after out of the way. 
Yeah, but I like I like the base building from Sudamar. Uh, I like the order halls. I like building up your own sanctuary and your own faction away from the faction war. Right, you're playing with these as your covenants, mm -hmm. and who knows what characters they're gonna put up there as your leaders. Like Kelfuzan, for example, might make an appearance, um, and all these these other beautiful beings that you could ally with, uh, which could play a big part. And like you mentioned, the mod, it did like little hint over there. Like there isn't a covenant right now. Wink, wink. Right. Um. So who knows how that's going to play out. And this is just the initial presentation. Don't forget that they said they're like infinite realms in the Shadowlands. Where is it going to take us off the initial patch, ain't it? Mm -hmm. That is, yeah, that's yeah. part of the features trailer. It says like, you know, it's like Blizzard it says infinite realms in new, in, in Shadowlands also releases only five new zones, right? <laughs> so, <clears throat> but obviously that's going to be one thing they can just, they can just plop in a new realm as a content patch, right? And that's sort of how mm -hmm. we're sort of used to this. Every single expansion now is like, hey, there are new islands. There's some new island here, and there's two new islands, and there's one new island, or your next patch is a new island, or it's a planet, but it's really just an island with a load screen. It's like a part of a planet load. So we're used to that. But I we do wonder. Rejoice, though. In there are no new islands. <laughs> Yet. They took that island outside and they put a bullet in it. <laughs> <laughs> right next to the war front, so there are two corpses well, I, outside the Blizzard office. I'm gonna you, gotta up that. you gotta get her anime, though. You gotta go anime island and get her all the anime for your covenant. Oh, You're not I'm done so ready for yet. the power of anime. Well, like, that was my <laughs> first question, I think, to Ian. Was like, what is, what is anime, though? Because we were on the stage, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and he's mm -hmm. mentioned anime, and I just went, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. And, he, and the first question he answered was like, uh, no, it's not going to be like that at all. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> thank God. It'll be a very short weekly cap for the 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 required part of it, but very easy to get, like Valor Points. But you begin then, that's probably how you get your wings, honestly, is you can yeah. continue to farm anima to get the cosmetic and non-power related rewards. So mm. it's like, uh, there's two parts of it. There's the required part, which is easy to get, and then everything you farm after that is towards something else, if you choose to do it. So very happy to hear that. Very, very happy. So Mike was stealing a bit of your thunder, though, Novel. But yeah, so what are you most looking forward to anticipating or not sure about? You kind of started, but what's your yeah, not Yeah, oh, sorry. Um, yeah. Like, for me, the, the tower sounds amazing on paper, um, but the island sounded quite awesome on paper as well until we saw them in yep. practice. So I feel like it can be one of those major features that they can rock hard on that expansion that people will gravitate to, like the Mage Tower, which was awesomely done as well, in my opinion. Or it can fail, and, and we can only know when it's beta time and we can test it. Um, so it, it's a step away from Mike's answers. I think I'll have to go with like the um, the Maw area that sounded really interesting, an endgame area where the zone itself becomes harder the more time you spend in there. Yeah, uh, I'm quite looking forward to something to do at endgame because I kind of feel that the path of progression uh, has been shortened in such a way that there isn't a whole lot of reason to constantly log on. And I'm a big fan of of playing multiple days. So I'm hoping that the Maw is going to offer some interesting stuff in that regard, especially as you fight your way to the tower. Like like Mike said, like Covenants and Towers is, of course, my major thing. But the list of things that we can get excited about isn't that big this time around. So I'll go with Maw. I'll, I'll go with the Maw. That's the weird part about that zone is that Blizzard has tried doing end game style zones or areas of zones before, and they still just get phased out. So once you get some raid gear under your wings and once the, t the first tier of the expansion is done, it's like the area in Shatrath and World of Draenor or Tanan Jungle or even like some areas of Argus. It's full of elites, but you're still like, yeah, I'm going to pull seven of them and still kill them all because I'm a, you know, a super overpowered yeah, mass murdering genocidal maniac, like what Mike says. And it's like, it's not scary, mm -hmm. 
So is the Maw going to be scary? I can imagine, like, never flying there. We'll unlock flying on the other zones, but no flying in the Maw, I imagine. So, but is it going to be, like, hard and challenging and fun? Or is it going to be like, okay, we got to go to Torghast, but there's, like, one path you take because the easiest way to go to avoid all the garbage is because it's super annoying to get there. And is it be, like, a, a annoyance or a, a fun challenge? Because I don't... We don't know. Well, there'll be two Ooh. questions with it, right? Because we know how it works. The longer you're there, the more enemies approach you, the bigger mm -hmm. your AOE radius is for aggroing yeah. things. So the question is, one, does that mean it's just time-gated? Like, it doesn't ever really hit a point where you get kicked out. You just get overwhelmed, and therefore you die, which means you have to leave, right? Because there's no spirit res there. You just get kicked out of the bar. Mm -hmm. Does that reset when you leave? In which case, you got kicked out, you just start the more again. And you just go, it's just this never ending cycle of going in there and grinding essentially, because it yeah. just sounds like mobs and mobs. And, it sounds like a mechagon that just keeps spamming you. If you look at it from that perspective, I'm not saying it is like that, but those would be my fears of the Maw is it's just a time gated zone. You can maybe spend, yeah, and you have to wait till the day reset before you can go back in. Otherwise, you're debuffed, meaning that as soon as you go there, you just get absolutely swamped and that's it. You can't do anything. Or is it the other way around, which is as soon as you go out, you just start it again. And then the question would be, are there, is there just a really important resource that we have to keep getting from there? So it's actually worthwhile farming and farming and farming and farming over and over again, which would be the lamest way it could come out rather yeah. than what we hope it's going to be, which is a useful, interesting place. And hopefully it does work with these caps of things that we get. They talked about having resource caps now that are attainable and therefore spam farming. It's not worthwhile. Um, so it could go the other way. That would be my fear of the Mars. It's just time mm -hmm. gate. And eventually you just get kicked out, you debuffed, you can't do anymore. Like, okay. But imagine you gotta go through the Ma in order to get to the tower, right? So they yeah. can't really kick you out for the day, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, whether they can have some sort of summon system, or they might even put in some sort of travel to there eventually, or, you know, after mm. you've done a certain amount of Torghast, you can travel directly there. Uh, whatever the system will be, that remains to be seen. Is, or is it somewhere I want to be, and I you know, I can't go back in anymore. Like I'm done for the day. Uh, if, but uh, the feeling is I want to, but I can't. That was that's what they've got to try and hit, in my opinion. Is I but want zone, to do that. The more is cool. Yeah, and like a zone with a bit of bite to it is something that it really, really needs. I I felt especially better for Azov as well, where like you said, you just ruffle stomp everything. I don't think it's a bad idea to just feel like you need to gear up before you get anywhere. Again, no, I mean especially if you if you have any amount of gear. It's been my problem for a while, but I've always accepted it as like the mythic tax is what we call it, right? Yep. And that is, if mythic. you play, yeah, the mythic tax half is a very real thing. We had it really bad in BFA. Uh, but every time a new zone comes out, like Najatara and Mechagon, for example, they're designed Ooh. for somebody who just reached level 120, which means if you're currently playing the game, you go in like the, like I said to Ian, it's like you're the black cloud of death. Like with the Necromongers, you know, from Riddick's story, like people should be afraid that they've actually made contact with us because we're about to come and destroy you uh, on day one, which is what happened with Najatara and Mechagon. We walked in, I just AOE pulled the whole place and eradicated it, yeah. uh, which doesn't feel good. It's not interesting. It's not engaging. I, sh I, I want to do more there. Um, and hopefully they, they are doing something about that because we haven't got an end game. We get world quests for about a month, like they said, and then you're like 340 plus. World quests don't mean anything anymore. But you still mm. need to do them, so you're just endlessly sort of repeating Mario level 1-1 over and over again, <laughs> which is it's not that fun, right? After a while. I know some people find it fun, but there's plenty of us who don't really want to play that way. Um, so I'm hoping they are addressing that. It sounds like they are. Mm -hmm. So if they are, I mean, I have this built-in pessimism at the moment, which is something I probably need to get over because everything sounds really good, but again, we haven't got the details. So until we get the details, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to go too far. 
I think so, a lot of the a lot of people have that pessimism right now, though, considering the expansion that we just played through. Well, it's every it was like an end cap to that. I brought this up even last night, two years ago, when BFA was announced, because we were at that point in Legion, we were like, okay, you're ready for new stuff. We had dealt with the the nonsense artifact system and the AP grind and the legendary RNG and whatever else of that expansion, ready for new things. So we saw BFA come out. We were like, oh, okay. But then six weeks, eight weeks into BFA, we were like, oh, okay. Three days into the alpha. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Three days. I have it on record. Three days into yeah. the alpha. I was like, oh, no. So we have to be, we, <laughs> oh, have to no, be no. we can be critical of this, but we obviously have to like maintain that optimistic, pessimistic kind of balance because mm -hmm. some good things can be happening. We know that, as Mike said before, and we don't have a way to do this, and there's more on this in the next section, so I don't want to get too far ahead of it. Gearing essentially right now is being live beta tested. The corrupted gear we're about to get in 8.3 and the feedback Blizzard gets determines how gearing will be in 9.0. They have openly been basically like, this is this is what we're doing. Because they don't want to do, they obviously know that the Titan forging, war forging, eye level, something they're going to go away from because the community has talked about it for so damn long, we hate it. But they still want gear to have something. And that something is... <laughs> But oh, damn. No, not, yeah, they're not figured it out yet. I'm not sure corruption yeah, is the way to go. It's a big topic of discussion, at least in my guild right now. We've been doing a lot of the, we've started mythic testing now for yeah. the new raid. Uh, and corruption is just something where we can't really get away with it. Like you can already see now, it's just not possible to get away with the second tier, which is kind of what Blizzard wants. They don't want you to have the, the ring, I don't think. It's fine in like normal, maybe some heroic. Uh, but once you hit like the second tier of corruption, you're really in a bad way. Certainly, mm -hmm, in Mythic, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's not really viable. Um, which means you're kind of like angry at some of the items you get, I and mean, you're having to. But maybe you're having to think about it. So we're gonna have to see in practice how it works. Exciting? Mm, you know, I'm not leaning to all exciting because the bonuses are like haste, and crit damage. Which, you know, it's fine, but it's not. So weapons are way more exciting. Yeah, the weapons have a lot going for them, which might be the way to go, is that they just have interesting weapons. There's nothing wrong with that, yeah. um, whether they decide to go that way. Uh, I, I did put it out there in every piece, every conversation I've had about Shadowlands is, this is real. They are live testing corruption to see mm -hmm. the feedback. So give feedback, not just it sucks, <laughs> right? And this is to everybody who listens to this. It's really important you tell them because if you don't, and they're like, okay, people are okay with this. That's what your gear system is going to be. In, and then you might go, wait a minute, I didn't really like corruption. So well, you need to tell them. You need to make yeah. it clear. In a concise way, not just it sucks. I, or I, love, I like it. What is it you like about it? Because they're still deciding what to do in Shadowlands. They don't yeah. know what to do just yet. So how come when they were giving feedback on the whole Azerite system? Because you guys have been shouting about Azerite being a garbage system. And there's just been no changes to it. With the exception of maybe Essences. Well, they did. Well, that's they, not really true. They basically made it so our problem with Azerite was like the reacquiring of higher eye level and then having to reacquire the same traits you just had. So they, they basically just nuked that right now, right? The only thing you have to acquire on your Azerite if you're leveling up your neck is the plus five eye level because all of your slots are now just unlocked. That was that, that yeah, was their I, way of mm -hmm. slapping a fix in, on it. In terms of, we have to remember how close it's actually Bay who reminded me of this while we were at BlizzCon is why didn't we get like noble just said I'm, i think this might be where your question was leaning is like why didn't you know we were giving this feedback during the alpha beta process about the azurite armor and how big our problem was mm. the AI issue we had during alpha beta is that we had no azurite armor and they only and we have to remember this clearly they only mm. released the azurite armor for testing three days before the game came out live 
like live, not just alpha to beta. So we didn't weird. get the Azerite vendors until three days before the game came out, mm -hmm. uh, which means it's done. It's locked in. There's no no feedback we can give in three days. It's going to change the entire gearing system of an expansion. So, um, I mean, the optimist inside me feels that, like from the conversations we had, not just with Ian, but with the other devs who come and speak to you, you know, off camera, uh, is that there may have been some weird push from high above to get BFA out at a certain time. And it clearly wasn't ready. Remember, we only had a five month alpha beta cycle, which was insane. Mm -hmm. So that was like, get the game out, get the game out, get the game out. And maybe with BFA's numbers, they're going, this is why we don't do this. We need at least a year or whatever. We need to take our time and go back to what Blizzard was about, which is it's ready when it's ready. Right. And if that's the mindset they're in now, that's a really good thing. And we said this in our post interviews, like it might not be out until late 2020 or maybe even early 2021 if they want it to be that way. And that's a good thing because we don't want BFA again, where they're like, it's mm -hmm. got to be out by this date. Have we tested everything? No, but it's got to go because we've already done it. Um, we've set the date. So I'm happy it's taking a long time because we've known for the past a final tier, 8.3. We've still got 8.35 coming. If it's 12 months, we've lived through worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've, we've, lived, <laughs> we've, we've been through worse. Course, dragon Soul <laughs> we, and Siege. We've yeah. been through the Dragon Soul. We've lived that nightmare enough, yeah. you know? And we've got Classic on the other side, which is keeping a lot of people moving between, which is kind of what I'm doing. And I know other people are doing the same. It's like, okay, now there's something in Classic and that tides you over instead of just being like Dragon Soul every week. So I'm fine with it being a long way away. I really so am. So what's, what's 8.3.5 about then? We don't know yet, but there will be. What I mean is there will be an 8.3.5. Uh, people are forgetting that there's a big patch coming, <laughs> like really soon. You know, February, yeah, probably. Yeah. January yeah, 7th. There's, the Zoth isn't here yet. That's huge. <laughs> That's still to happen in the retail game. But I understand that a lot of people are like, yeah, but I am so done with BFA. I don't care. Like I get that mentality, but we do have to remember that Neil Other is coming soon, you know, and it looks amazing. Everything in the raid looks fantastic, and yeah. all the other features are coming, but they aren't great. Horrific visions aren't amazing. Uh, I don't know if you tested them, novel, but they're. That's where you go into the scenario, right? Where you're... Yeah, we go to Orgrimmar and Stormwind. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I uh... tried those out. They were kind of fun. I can't imagine them doing over and over and over again, but. Which it looks like you're probably going to need to do at least in. Oh, they're trying to time gate it a little bit by yeah. reducing your ability to do them, but. So it's. There's still big stuff coming in retail now. But I know I get that people are like, I don't care. I want I want rid of BFA. Let's mm. set the stage for you then, Nabu, real quick here. Because this is one of the questions that I was given that I wanted to put in this this middle light to to pull us away. Because Mike and I can talk systems until we're blue in the face. And he has another question coming up. But this is the one. I like uh, system talk these days, by the way. Yeah. I find oh. it very interesting. But go ahead, yeah. So to go back to what Steve Aguilar, the assistant director of art with World of Warcraft, Spoke of the interview with me and Mike. Shadowlands is a bit of a departure from what we know about World of Warcraft so far. Due to the devs wanting to basically fill in the blanks towards the other realms outside of Azeroth. You know, those other bubbles in that giant chronicle, you know, elemental plane sheet thing. So we've been to Draenor. We've been to Outland. We've been to Argus. And even the portal worlds that Argus was connected to through those, you know, daily quests. So what makes the Shadowlands different in your lore eyes, though? Because you have the Encyclopedia World Craftica <laughs> in your head. Uh huh. So what makes this different for you? Uh, well, we touched upon it earlier, uh, which is, of course, they have the freedom to go wherever they want. Like Argus and Drenor and, and all the other planets, they are planets, right? Whereas the Shadowlands is like its own domain, its own reality. And we're going to get a taste of this in 8.3 as well, whereas Nihilofa is going to come to Azeroth 
that's also its own domain its own realm right now we're going to venture into the shadowlands um and the potential with the shadowlands like the mentions uh we have touched upon the shadowlands before we send death knight followers into the shadowlands we die and we get a touch of it um we have heard about this realm time and time again but what exactly is going down in there and now we're going to get a lot more details about what does it mean to die in the Warcraft universe. And apparently there's an Arbiter who's going to judge your soul and send you where you belong. And then there's a million and one different realities where you can belong. If you're somebody that's uh, died in service and you're like honor and virtue and all that, you might hang out with Ufer. Or if you're somebody who is prideful, you might hang out in a cage with Kilfas. Or if you're irredeemable, you might hang out in a mall with presumably Arthas and Sylvanas. Um, that's the beauty of the Shadowlands, as well as because this is the realm where everything dies goes, um, the realm of possibility is nearly endless. Think about the entire cast list of characters that have died in the past, be it heroes, be it villains. Think about your favorite character that's no longer there. They might actually show up in the Shadowlands again. And they jokingly already mentioned Mancrick's wife. Uh, that classic meme <laughs> quest. Yeah, She's yeah, actually yeah. going to show up as a little cameo. They might That's not all awesome. have full-blown stories, but at least they'll make a cameo. I've also heard a lot of people uh, say Galagrond, and Galagrond was this massive proto-dragon back in the day, which caused the creation of the dragon aspect. Imagine the massive corpse of Galagrond somewhere in the distance, and the sun sets on it, or, you know, Shadowland sun, or whatever you want to call it, and you see it, like, in the distance. There's so many cameos and so much potential they can work with here. Um, that's what got me excited about the Shadowlands. Not to mention, we get the party with Bolvar again. Bolvar's a beast, looks amazing. So, looking forward to that. Benched. Benched. <laughs> benched. And it's, it's, benched. it's really interesting as well because these, uh, the whole story threat with Sylvanas goes back to the time where she decided to kill herself. Um, the whole deal with Sylvanas and the Forsaken was when Arthas brought her back, they were all about let's get vengeance, let's take care of Arthas, right? So they joined the Horde as an alliance of convenience. They got their vengeance at the end of Wrath of the Lich King. And then they had to decide back then, what are we going to do with someone like Sylvanas? Is she going to stick around to be a proud member of the Horde? Is she going to stick around and take care of her people? Nope. Instead, they decided to yeet her off the top of Ice Crown and kill herself and end up in that eternal afterlife. Sylvanas was like, this, this realm of undead, it's eternal torment. Mia Pau is just gifting beautiful subs in between delicious... <laughs> Yes, and Sylvanas yes. was like, I I'm done. I don't want to go here. I don't want to be here anymore. And for some reason, be it her deeds in life, be it the jailer himself, she did not enjoy that beautiful heavenly afterlife. She ended up in a realm of torment, presumably the Ma. And that's where that connection between Sylvanas and the jailer comes from. And now the question is, like, how long have they been sending these souls to the jailer? How long has he been feasting on anime? Um, is it as far back as Ralph the Lich King? Does that mean heroes that died in the Cataclysm, in Indrenor and all that, are they also at the Jailer? Or is it closer to home, closer to the Fourth War that we saw in Battle for Azeroth, meaning the Elves, the Burning Teldrassil, and Saurfang and all that? And those details are still to be revealed. Didn't they say the mechanism of death's only been dead, uh, broken recently? A few oh, years ago. A few years ago. It sounds yeah. like it was... Oh, sorry. No, no, it sounds like it was like a Legion timeline thing. Like, it happened right before Legion or right around that time. So that's why we're going to find out more of that Sylvanas even working with Varian was like a farce because she needed to bide her time. Because that's the thing, is that it wasn't confirmed yet, but 
the power of the Maw has been feeding on, you know, dead souls from Azeroth since, like, the Burning Crusade, or the, I mean, the, the Burning Legion came back. And that's why Sylvanas has gotten so much power So you mean Legion, yeah? Yeah, since Legion, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. But that's indeed the question, like, okay, how long, we know exactly when she made contact, but how long have those souls been, been sent there? Um, we, we don't know those details, and the part about it being broken, uh, it's uncertain at this point. It might be Legion. It might be that the death of Argus has something to do with it. Um, or it might be something else. It might be Sargeras stabbing a planet. Maybe that had an effect on it. Um, who knows? And that's that's stuff that we're going to find out. We're going to find out more about the mysteries behind Sylvanas' dealings. Because it's not like she's enslaved by the Jailer. It's not like she's his prisoner. Someone like Sylvanas has apparently outgrown that kind of business. So what is it that she wants? If you fear the realm of eternal torment. At first, her motivation was, I want to stay alive, right? Yep. Her deal with the Valkyr. Um, but now it seems like, okay, if I can't stay alive forever, then maybe I should just dominate hell. Maybe that's an idea. Or maybe her motivation has been like, you know, I know that the afterlife is pretty wacky right now. Like, we might be heroes on Azeroth, and we might defeat all these big baddies. But if you die, you know, you're in trouble, so we might as well take care of it right now. We're going to find out. We're going to find out what the story behind all of that is. So hopefully it's good, right? I don't mean that in a very childish sense. That we, I mean, imagine the imaginations of the law guys in particular. I'm not, I'm not just pointing at Noble here, but the guys who were very into the story. This mm -hmm. is the issue when we know so little, is that you get the Star yeah. Wars effect, right? Which is that, like Snoke, the amount of fan theory and Holy stuff crap, that yeah. went into that character. And now we're seeing that with the Jailer already. I mean, I checked the uh, WoW subreddit earlier this week. And it was just jailer threads with hundreds and hundreds of comments about what the jailer is, how he's going to work, and all that. And what you don't want is you get there and he's like, no, he's just like a force of death. He's a required thing. There's nothing much more to him. He just manages the maw. <laughs> you know, yeah. he wears a little name tag. I'm the jailer. <laughs> this is the maw. And uh, that's what I do. And uh, thank you for seeing me. And uh, have a good day. He's jailer <laughs> he's Brian. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's very polite. Uh, what we want is like Nito. Right, we want someone like Nito crewing oh, around this big backstory, and you know, we want this in-depth lore behind why, where this character came from. Is is uh, that's what we're after? So I hope for your guys' sake and for my own, because like I said, I was into the story of BFA. It kind of lost me halfway through, but the start I was kind of interested. Mm. Um, it, it pulled me out of it with the lack of world aspects. You know, we've had this fleet destroyed, yet you can freely take a boat wherever you want. It's really safe out there. And I was yeah. like, really? Can't we do something there? <laughs> I mean, we did just mm. destroy a fleet, but. Um, I'm hoping I'm, I'm as into it as hopefully it will be a payoff for you guys. I mean, the presentation is going to be insane. Like, like we said, the art team has been stepping it up. And one of the things they mentioned has actually been a wish of mine for a very long time. Like in the olden days, um, if you track back any storyline in Warcraft, you end up at three different sources. It would be either be the Burning Legion, mm. it would be the Old Gods, or be the Titans, right? Those were the three pillars of Warcraft lore. Any story could be backtracked to those. But we kind of dealt with them. And then the Chronicles came out, and in the Chronicles, they got this chart with all these cosmic forces, like light and death and fell and, and all kinds of business. And they're actually going to explore more about the backgrounds behind these cosmic forces. We got a taste with the Magar recruitment scenario, in which we see that the light is a lot more fearful in, in, the, in the way of uh, Yirl and, and the alternate Drenai. Um, now we're going to deal with uh, with death and the source behind it. And I'm hoping that we're going to see a lot more big baddies behind a lot more forces in the universe. They've been playing around with things and just opening it up for a lot more, more storytelling. 
I think we'll really happy with less green, right? That'll do <laughs> a lot for us. There's less green. You uh, want less green? Well, it's either fell or it's the Legion or something. It's always green. <laughs> and so far, they've never really put much of a fight. It's like we're on the Argus. This is what kind of coming back to what we said earlier. It's like we're traveling to Argus, Legion homeworld. It's like, get out of the way. <laughs> now. <laughs> you guys are wimps. I feel like the bully that turns up at the schoolyard and starts rubbing their face in the mud, you know? Uh, so oh. that's what I want out of it is somebody new, somebody I can care about. Yeah. He probably hasn't been retconned yet. You know, we can, you know, we can get involved in the story. Oh, as if you care about retcons. You need to know the lore before you it care about It puts me off. Honestly, it puts me off. Even though I don't know much about it, it still puts me <laughs> off knowing I could read something and then it's like, I've got to double check. I mean, yeah. they even memed it themselves. Like, whenever you start WoW now, it's like, who's my war chief? There's like five yeah. Depending on which, what expansion you're playing, there's like different war chiefs, you know, nothing size up. So speaking of that then, and being more Mike. of the systems guy, no, Mike, who you blindly keep following these terrible war chiefs that the horde follow keeps anybody. spitting. Uh huh. Sure. I follow the raid boss. The raid boss could be a giant cube for all I care. In fact, I have fought the giant cubes <laughs> on several occasions. I've I've heard the whispers under your breath of just like, oh, Sylvanas, my queen. But oh my! Oh, oh only as a, a meme against the guys who get really upset. By oh, it. sure, sure, sure. It is like uh, I I'm a Sylvanas loyalist to the end. <laughs> what a queen. See, yeah. see, that's the face I want. See, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> she burned yeah. the bush. Why are you getting right. upset about a bush? <laughs> Tie this back together because we talked about this a little that earlier in like breadcrumbs. There was a that's tree a... with a population and a civilization has been genocided. It looked like a bush. Genocided. Genocided. The Niners are all dead. You can't see it in game, really, but they're all dead. Now, I went and did that story. Some of them survived. Yeah, just a couple of them. Just a couple. All those poor souls have been sent to the Ma. Look, if you're gonna live like in a message. bush, you should have better fire safety. <clears throat> All right, Mike. This is sort of what your your coined <laughs> phrases now that I think you're becoming not known for, but definitely in like your bullet points of you know Mike preach wow always talks about X Y and Z. So the Shadowlands has some things that look like they have. Is a, that a thing, Mike? Like, really? That is totally a I thing. I don't know. Apparently, I'm being told it's a thing. Yeah. So they have a couple of things. We don't know how the gearing is going to be, but we have a couple of things that we look at now. Uh, that might go back to your most favorite thing of required content. Mm. Okay. Uh, information has come out from other interviews, as post BlizzCon stuff normally does, about Torghast at least being inspired by, but now the internet ran rampant with this and kind of said now that apparently Torghast would be like this, kind of like the withered training scenario. So it'd be like a one shot every week and not just like a farmable thing ah, like you talked about earlier ah, today. See, what? that's, that's exact, exactly. See? Throw the holy water on it. Or maybe it'll be more like the Islands Weekly, where you can get your like oh. weekly Valor cap. But I then thought it was like outside of where you I go in and then again. So and Covenants now we've seen and confirmed, at least in their current iteration, that the relic system that you slot into your different soul binds are consumable. So that's gonna be fun to farm those over I'm and over again. Yeah, I'm fine with that as long as you can. Okay. Uh, I did see that, and I know Bellula, uh, um, Mikey boy, uh, was uh, like, oh, no. Uh, I kind of think that's going to be okay. Because yeah. even, uh, we've had a similar system in the past, you know, with the things that we put in our weapons. Yep. There was a couple of outside niche ones that were a pain, like Demon Hunters had to farm, like, I think it was Upper Karazhan or something. I remember doing a lot of Upper Karazhan runs for Demon Hunters mm. uh, to get theirs. But overall, you kind of started to build up a collection rather quickly, uh, and therefore you had stuff ready to go when you needed to swap it. So I don't think that'll be a big deal. It's depending on 
whether you need someone one from like a really obscure source and you need many of them to slot in that's when it becomes a pain so i guess this is the, the turning point question right so right now it feels like there's a lot of like weekly rituals and i play a lot of destiny too and there's lots of weekly and daily rituals in that game but again that comes down to the gameplay being fun with removing or limiting the 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 artifact power grind we have right now that sort of makes a lot of things feel very tedious and very you know world of chore craft if that goes away and we get back to that like that weekly valor cap feel because ian did in our interview said like a valor cap for the power of mm -hmm. anime what do you feel on the required content playthrough like you're gonna have to like because right now we're gonna have and you said before with the with the horrific visions coming up 8.3 that's going to essentially be like a required amount of runs every week on your characters to work on your cloak because their cloak is directly, you know, impacting how good you are going to be in the raid because of the sanity mechanic. And I know you have outspoken a lot about the required content stuff. So with, with these mm -hmm. in mind, do you think it'll be less about the same more? Well, it becomes more too, because I think required content is such a broad term. What does that really mean? Like in terms of BFA, required content, I understand the need for it. It makes sense that there's stuff you do weekly that, you know, you should be kind of repeating in an MMO. I don't have a problem with that. And there's something like the Mythic Plus. It makes a lot of sense to me. It's one Mythic Plus a week. That's not a big ask by anybody. Uh, I don't think that's too much. I don't think that's over the top. I really don't. What I do have issue with is probably more like daily required content. And this ties into how we play the game at the Mythic end is you created a system that fundamentally requires me to play every day to do a task that makes no sense for my character so it doubles up on how extraneous and useless this is so you talk about I, world quests right so world quests are in there and you would throw island expeditions in there because even at the mythic level they're not interesting and not fun uh, and i should be able to choose which, where i get my resource from if i need this but you're literally stacking all this content onto me on a daily basis in some cases that my character has no business doing that's all. I'm past this. I shouldn't be wanting or required to do this content. If you're so required what, content, go, oh, sorry, go on. What would you offer? Like, I'm thinking from a daily player, right? Like, I, I do enjoy logging. So the major point that I'm hearing is that you feel required of doing it. Mm -hmm. What would you suggest as an alternative for players that do want to do daily things? Like, what would they have to achieve for? Well, that's like why I think the cosmetic is. side, like we talked about earlier, is fine. Like, so we're seeing with anima, there's a required element of anima per week. That's mm -hmm. going to be going to your keep the lights on. Some progression, yeah, which is going to be some sort of progression towards power, unlike un most likely soul binds and uh, covenant powers. There's some progression system there that's time gated, so you need a weekly chunk of anima to do that. After that, if your anima is going towards upgrading the visuals of the cloak and things like that, so that's something I, I really, really want the wings and the other, because it comes in like three pieces, right? We saw in the picture. So I want this wings with this piece, and I need to do stuff towards that. That's purely your choice, and it's not required at all. The requirement is the little part of it. Uh, I would touch here on World Quest 2.0, which are coming as well, which is something they've desperately needed to do, is to change the World Quest system, because they, they objectively made it worse in BFA, because it had far less stuff to get, and it didn't make any it didn't make any sense within a month that you should be doing world quests on, on a character that could do mythic dungeons, let alone yeah. raiding. Like if you could do mythic dungeons, world quests made no sense. Um, is we were talking with one of the devs about what would that look like? What's world quest 2.0? And I said, well, you need to if you want them to exist, you want them to make sense no matter which area of the game you're playing. But it's casual PvP, raider, hardcore raider, alpha. 
So why don't you let players do things as a certain amount of world quests on their own by allowing them to choose how they want to do it? So they get to choose what resource they're chasing. Because it might be an alt that needs war resources for a follower system, right? So I get to choose that, and it gives me world quests that respond to that. On the other side of that, maybe I've got all that stuff and I'm a raider. What I'd really like is potions and things like that. Uh, things that are useful to me in terms of what I'm doing. So why can't we make a system that provides some of that resource or you know herbs towards it or something like that? And then you could even have some small economy where players can actually complete their work quests by turning in those resources, which are then being churned out by the Covenant. So there are two different elements you could go with here to make world quests instead of like, it randomly generates them per day and sends you on your merry way that you can actually players interact with it, choose how they want to tackle it. Maybe I've only got a, like an hour to play today and I really want to get my world quest done for whatever resource, right? But I could turn things in for that, similar to what they do with Warfronts. That's my world quest for the day. I can't go and do the other things. I've done it this way. Um, you know, some, you know, anything like that that develops it and then that maintains it no matter what area of the game you're playing in and keeps it relevant. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That's the kind of thing I would look towards doing is because you you explain someone try to explain to me what world quests do for my character. And if it's it gives you more pearls, that's not a good answer. If it gives me more war resources, yet I have 70,000 war resources. Like, what are you doing? But as, uh, as Bay touched on, throughout this expansion, we've needed to keep grinding Azerite power. And as Mythic players, even more than anyone else, which makes this discussion hard, I should point that out. You talk mm. to somebody who doesn't raid Mythic, um, they don't really get it. Because the heroic and normal and LFR levels were way lower than what the Mythic levels needed. So it's an exponential system. So not only did the Mythic players need more AP levels, they also needed to grind exponentially more to reach those. Unless you were one of these players who's like, well, I just don't play for the whole tier and it's not that bad of a system. Like that's not relevant to what we're talking about, mm. right? That's not gonna help. So if, if you're not gonna make this system, it shouldn't get exponentially worse the more you play, which is maybe why I feel so bitter about it because this expansion has been so horrific for it. Uh, and if you check the world first race we did for Battle for Dazzar Law, and we did the post show there with the guys, it was a big talking point because those guys in order to do their raid prep, just to use their armor, these guys aren't being crazy oh, mental or something like that. It's just to use the armor they're going to get. Mm. That's all it's for. It's just so that when their armor drops, they can actually use it. I've had to grind. They were getting down to like four minutes an island and doing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them because that's how the exponential curve worked on the AP they would need. That's, what did you I don't say want that again. Wouldn't you say that that's something that people, because you mentioned uh, that it's required, but wouldn't you say that that's a requirement you impose on yourself because you want to do the top tier uh, content the earliest of everybody else? Um, I would say that if it wasn't for the case, and Bay will probably back me up as much as anyone as we've sat and watched it, if that top tier content wasn't balanced also around you having those resources. And as we Ooh. saw with every raid so far, and specifically this time around, it was Lady Ashvane. If you hadn't gone out and farmed pearls using multiple characters and got everything else ready, that boss was not going to die. Like they had hard blocked yeah, then, it and balanced it around having it. So say that you would say uh, two months later, two months down the line, like, right? You don't clear it first week, but two months down the line, would you be ready to take her on then? Um, it, probably not with the amount of farming we had to do. Uh, it's possible. Depend. I mean, we're talking about a subjective amount of farming, right? It depends yeah. on player to player how much you did. Uh, but what we did see very clearly is that the first three bosses were, and mo more guilds have run into this problem than I think as a linear curve, is that the first three bosses in the latest raid were, compared to the boss four, which is Lady Ashvane, dramatically different. 
and it was just like this enormous wall that stood in front of many guilds for months. Mm. And in fact, it was the biggest one that people came back to me about was Lady Ashvane, is that she was tuned around the fact that you've gone out, you've got all the benthic gear, you've got gem slotted benthic gear, you had bits of everything else. Boss four is a bit early to be hitting that wall, and therefore it's not a case of I'm not trying to kill the last boss week one, right? I'm not trying to do that. But I'm still engaging this at boss four of a 10 boss raid. That's not particularly early on in the dungeon. Not for week one, I don't think. Certainly for the many, many thousands. Some people like to think there's like a hundred mythic raiders. There's not, there's many, many thousands. They, they are a small population for sure. But I don't see why if we play in the mythic raid, that's our interest, right? Is the mythic raid mm-hmm. is that the out of raid content needs to be exponentially more cumbersome. I don't think that's a fair trade-off, especially because the game hasn't worked that way like really ever before BFA is that bad. Legion was kind of bad with the legendary acquisition, but not as bad as BFA has been. Mm. It becomes it becomes almost like a, a symptom of its own sickness because Blizzard understands that to keep the Mythic Raids challenging for those that put all this time in, they need to essentially not force, but tune it to their standards instead of making it like a baseline because you can ask many raiders that are in the higher end scene and we've talked to the method guys before at the race to world first is that they find themselves which is the weird part spending more time before and outside of the actual raid preparing for it than in the raid itself which i don't know how proportionate that should be but there should be a baseline to jump in. But I think it's always been like a, it's a next step up. Every expansion, we see a little bit more grind, a little bit more time spent and time retention and, and all that kind of metrics that Blizzard wants to show to their stockholders instead of stuff. It's like obviously a big thing, but that that's obviously a small portion of the game, but it, it trickles down, right? That's the issue that Mike and I bring up too. It yeah, trickles down. There's a key detail to this that's really important. There's a key detail because it, 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 to be clear on this, an exponentially greater amount of time outside of raid doing content that makes no sense for your character. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about going and grinding like high-end Mythic Plus or something like that, which is very difficult content for a highly geared character. Sure. We're talking about content that's doable by a fresh 120. And Ergo makes no sense for those characters. Doing quests that have very little reward or anything. So you have to understand how from our perspective, how how tedious it feels to be constantly doing that level of content that Blizzard has designed, not for us, which is fine. And like I say, we, ex- we expect it to a degree because it comes every single patch. It's more a case of we're do- now forced to do this for weeks, like the Essences as well. You know, you, you're now forced to do, they were, a lot of them were reputation gated behind, behind Nagatar, for example, or Mechagon. Uh, you're now doing content that's just so dumb that I can moonfire a village and it dies. That's not fun. It's not engaging. Like, if you gave me something engaging and fun to do, which is kind of what we had in Legion, and this is why I was so... uh, I was despairing at why they decided to change this with the artifact power. Artifact power came from wherever you wanted to do it. That was the point. Like, you got it from all sources. It was a grind, but people could go to Mythic Plus. It also came with Legendaries. You could help friends. It came from anywhere. Oh, people definitely went to Mythic Plus. 500 plus more souls. Five-minute runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you had BFA, which said, no, we're not going to do that anymore. Instead, we're going to make you get it from these sources. And make you need it as well. We're looking... What you're you're mentioning is uh, you would like... It's not so much about the grind, but it's more like, how do we do the grinds? And let me pick and choose what I want to grind for. Choice. I mean, a lot of things that we argued about in BFA has been choice. And same with Mm. Master Leader. We we look at it as choice. This is our choice how we deal with these things. If you're going to put a grind in the game, give me a choice how I tackle that. If it's a mandatory grind, right? 
not a choice mm. grind like going getting the fishing rods or something from Kalawak. That's on me. You know, if I want to go and get Timbermore rep in Classic, that's on me. That's my choice to go and do that. So yeah. that's fine. Do whatever you want it to do. If you're going to enforce a mandatory grind on everybody in the game, which is what it is, there needs to be some choice with that or at least some limitations so it's not just an absurd runaway train. And I will say Shadowlands, they've listened to that. They have, you yeah. Know, they've listened, mm. They have listened to that instead of it being this runaway train and just letting people go crazy with it, which is why I'm so happy about the when the anima question came out. It's like, look, there's a re required part. It's very small. And after that, it's all fun, cool stuff. Uh, hopefully. hopefully. That's yeah. all I want to hear. It's like, yeah, it's all fun, cool stuff. Doesn't give you power or something like that. Um, I don't want, ever want to be checking a raid tier again and seeing what AP levels are at to get the same, tr as, as Bay said earlier, to get the same thing I already have. Because, mm. you know, we, we saw Mythic Plus Azurite armor. If your Biss came from there, which it did in many cases, you're after the same set of shoulders again. Only now you need to do 100 or 250 islands in order to be able to get it when it's appropriate for you. Otherwise, it's actually less good than one you have now, which yeah. is what we saw with many patch transitions in BFA is immediately a lot of your stuff was just like, this is this is awkward as hell to deal with. It really is. Did they mention, by the way, if the item level requirement in order to trade loot, is that going? Well, there's because... no item level bumps, so it technically can't happen, right? I think. Sorry, what do you mean? There's no Titan Forging and War Forging anymore. So the idea of your... Oh, all item you're... level is baseline then. Yes. Like, for example, I've never equipped a 450 trinket before. Uh, I get a trinket, but a buddy of mine could use it better. Am I still allowed to trade it, or do I need to equip it? I think on the first time, you're probably still scuffed. That's so the... Sucks, though. The first it's time, you would be scuffed. Again, it comes down to choice. And this is what a lot of us have been resentful about, is it's our choice. And I get there are people out there who abused it. Um, I don't think it was as widespread, or at least I can't find evidence it was as widespread as it was. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's my choice what I do with my loot, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that, that's it. And it's, it's been my choice for like 15 years. So mm -hmm. why it's a problem now is was always a bit like, why is this a problem? I don't understand. I feel like Everybody's we, like, Master Loot, give it back. Well, we asked about Master yeah, Loot. We, they were dragging us out of the room. Yeah. Like, you can't see it on camera, but the lady was like, out, you guys are done. Get out of yeah. the room. And I was like, Mike, Master Loot. <laughs> you said, the microphone. He was. Yeah. But I, it's, that's, that's, that's a big box to unpack. I think there's lots of positives and things we just don't know about yet. Hopefully they shore those up. But let's... Uh, Let's take a quick turn back to some things we had last year, sort of the, the running gag we have now put forward, and have a little more fun. So let's let's not get mired as much into these things. I'm sure we'll all do plenty of alpha and beta testing, and we'll figure all this stuff out and give the feedback. So let's have fun for this tail end of this major segment before we open it up to chat and ask them if they have any questions, which I'm sure uh, won't be totally ridiculous, I imagine. But... We have segments we did last year. If you didn't watch the 2018 version of this show, of course, you can go back and watch that archived. You can go back and see what we did. So, Nobble, mm. I have some music here, and I have the link yep. in the notes. I think you have that pulled up. I think it's also the the main... Little... I don't... I need, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up the link. Hang on. Okay. It's from the... It's I the, saw it earlier. It's from the official yeah. site. Uh, it actually is, like, the... If you go to the homepage for Shadowlands. It's the stuff beyond, it's Brave the Beyond. It's those three paragraphs. Oh God, okay, yeah, all right. Oh, that's easy enough. Yeah, I could do that. 
There's more in the Wowpedia article if you wanted to do the Wowpedia version. There's like more. I got the Wowpedia article open oh right my now. Gosh. But yeah, mm. it's, it's the beyond. It's yeah, the brave, the beyond. So the veil of life and death and etc. So I basically put novel in it. I did this with with Crendor and Jesse Cox last year as well, uh, where I had them read things. So I'm gonna put this music on, and uh, whenever whenever you're ready, how about you you narrate us. The <clears throat> opening of the Shadowlands pitch. Hello, everyone. All right, are you re are you ready, chat? I hope you're ready. <clears throat> the veil between life and death is no more. With a single act of destruction, Sylvanas Windrunner has ripped open the way to the afterlife. Azeroth's staunchest defenders have been dragged into all-consuming darkness. An ancient force of death threatens to break its bonds and unravel reality. Hidden realms of wonder and horror await any who would pass to the other side. The Shadowlands is home to an entire realm of the departed. It is a world between worlds whose delicate balance preserves life and death itself. As one of Azeroth's greatest champions that one-shots everything in the zone with a single moonfire, you've been granted the power to cross over in body and soul. Now you must investigate a conspiracy to unmake the cosmos and help Warcraft Legends journey back or fulfill their ultimate destiny. That, that, that's, that's all that's here. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Did you wet your panties? Uh, I'm not wearing them. For you. <laughs> 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 there were far fewer uh, rolled R's in that than I imagined. Um, <laughs> I didn't have an oofer either. You yeah. know, ever since I did that show with you, I can no longer pronounce oofer proper. Not that I ever could, but now it's like a what? proper oof. Oofer. Yeah, why is it oofer? <laughs> because you were like, hey, no, can you say it like oofer? And now it, it's just, it won't change. It's I just can't do the oofer. Glad you could make it oofer. Oofer. <laughs> 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 I like the idea of oofer because now he's like a comedy character. Oh. Time. <laughs> 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 he has a silly Benny Hill music whenever he comes into the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh, oh no. god he's here again <laughs> yep alright now for for Mike we have a bit of a different take on this I made a segment last year called Splain That Boss or Mike's Minute Rundown something along that line so I picked a assortment of raid bosses that Mike essentially has to oh, give okay. the cliff notes on how to defeat this boss from memory a whole bunch of oh, old bosses. Old. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they go, they start really old and they get closer and closer and closer. So I'm going to queue up the vanilla Blackwing Lair music, sir. And I'm going to present to you each of these bosses. So, Mike, how do you defeat Doomlord Kazak? It's a massacre. It's a massacre this week. Just, just don't try and kill the boss. Kill everybody else, and the boss will die because it does nothing important. Just kill everybody else. <clears throat> this is so also going to be gross this week, by the way. What? The PvP's coming. Yep. Oh, right. I was about to say, that's why our multi-core raids go this way. Just kill everybody else. Yeah, I see how yep, it is. Yep, yep. Yeah, this is... Uh, Kazakh is going to be a massacre. It's going to be hilarious. I can't wait. Alright, how do you defeat... Terran Gorefiend in the Black it's Temple. It's so easy! How can you not do this? You press Nova, then you press Lance, and click 
each one pressing Lance. It's so easy. Two buttons. Please. Please. That's it. So I lens before Nova, yeah? No, I you got already. it. I actually hate you already. <laughs> how about Muru in the Sunwell? Okay, this is how you kill Muru. I'm so bored. Please kill him off. I'm so boring. <laughs> oh, kill the ads. Kill the ads. Hey, we the ads. Kill the ads. Now kill the boss. Good job. I, no, ma everybody. no master spells. Oh no! In fact, the biggest technique to killing Muru is to press drums on cooldown. Good job, everybody. We all rerolled leatherworking. What heroes we are. The blood. He looks confused. Uh, like, yes. Noble looks confused. The see. <laughs> now I've watched your videos going back to the Burning Crusade, so I'm not that confused and just like, oh, everybody's got drums with them now. Awesome. I everybody didn't do had drums. Yeah. Good. So boring. <laughs> so All right. boring. Such an overrated boss. So you're a vampire boy, Mike. So how do you defeat the Blood Queen Lanithel in the Ice Crown Citadel? You bite me as fast as possible. That's what you do. You give the damage buff to the good people. And you. this is how you beat Blood Queen, right? You go, I have one minute until I have to bite somebody. Who am I going to bite? Where are they going to be? That's it. That's the end of the fight, and you've won. It's fantastic. That's all you do is you have 60 seconds to go, who am I biting? I'm biting Noble. Where is Noble? He's there. Excellent. In a minute's time, we're going to kiss, and then we'll go about our business. That's <laughs> really it. That's really all it is. How about the blind dragon Atremedes in the Blackwing Descent? Okay. Now, this really depends, guys. I'm keeping this between me and you. If it's the first version of Atremedes, <laughs> what you do Stand is, on you, the is you pull the boss and then you leave the boss arena and go into the middle of the circle and you just wait there and then you just DPS him down. He'll disappear for a bit and do some stuff, but don't worry about that. He'll come back. <laughs> if it's later on, um, you just watch a soundbar fill and then you smash a gong. Kill him before you run out of gongs. That's it. Wait, wasn't this the one where you could stand on the edge and not care about the mechanics? Uh, that boss was so broken. That's the first boss in uh, WoW Trivia for you. That's the first boss where guilds openly released Atromedes kill videos while they were abusing him and exploiting him, and Blizzard didn't care because they couldn't fix it. Mm, like, wow. that was the yeah. first time. You can look at a lot of guilds' first kill videos of that. I suggest Cuties Only, where they're not even in the boss room, and the, the, his head is, like, clipping through a wall, and Blizzard didn't care at all. Beautiful. We are now mm. in the throne of thunder, and we are faced with Jikun. Mm. <laughs> just know when the wind's coming and just run forward, please. I beg of you to do that. And also, if you do it on heroic, you get to use the wings a lot. So um, get good at that, because that's a big problem if you get that wrong. Oh God, I've just seen the next boss. <sighs> Wait, it's it's another bird boss. Who is this? We we found ourselves in the Hellfire Citadel facing off against Shadow Lord Iskar. Why can't you throw it? <laughs> Why can't you throw it? Why? Just click it. Click me. Press the button. And we're fine. That's it. Why can't you throw it? That's my artifact. You can't Please have it. Please throw it. Just it's throw mine. it to the man. See the man? Isn't that the artifact that makes him use all the other things that he does? No, he does a wind thing. But yeah. okay, I have to say this. It sucks you off the platform. <laughs> Uh, and all you do is you throw the thing to the people, and then they stop. 
Yeah, but if you hold on to the thing, you don't have to care about being sucked off. And that's why we wiped. Thank you very much. It's okay. Appreciate it greatly. <laughs> and to capstone this whole segment, you were just recently apparently trending on Imager and Nine Gag for a very old <laughs> gif from one of your legacy videos. How do you yeah. defeat Ursok in the Emerald Nightmare? Um, I mean, it's the butcher boss. Uh, just go hard. That's how I'll do it. Go hard or go home. Yeah, big DPS me. But don't get hit by the charge, right? Don't get hit by the charge. Stay <laughs> no, you do get hit by the charge, but you're a good player. So you predict the charge, you stand on the edge of the charge, and it knocks you to your standing position of the next place. Therefore, big! Raiding with Mike has been truly an experience of my life, by the way. <laughs> you guys, you guys raid together in classic, I wonder. It's like a... It's like a you're a, not abusing the charge to move you. <laughs> you're just yeah. doing it wrong, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, those are the two DPS. segments. Huge DPS. I can't Big. believe you put Shadow Lord Iskar and Terran Goffin on there. <laughs> Nightmare fuel. Do you know how many times I've been in Shadow Iskar with some guy like scrambling onto the edge, like holding on for dear life, and some guy going, Who's got it? I try throwing it, but it's not working. It's I try working. <laughs> yeah. How does this even work? Broken this thing. Well, bunk. You know what else was like that? Hmm. Archimond, the Tears of a Loon. I was in the air and I pressed the thing and I didn't stop and now I'm dead. Broken, I'm telling you. Oh, it worked that time. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done the uh, anniversary bosses yet? Uh, no, 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 I haven't. <gasps> I, haven't uh, I just, I, I, I got home, raided, and as I said to you, I've got something wrong with me. I, I'm mm -hmm. able to sleep since I got back, so. Mm -hmm. The wondrous world of Elephar is waiting for you. The, the anniversary you. bosses are like the are some serious World of Warcraft blue ball syndrome. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't, you yeah, don't, you don't kill any of them. You get poured into a section of the encounter for X percentage of HP, and then Chromie pulls you back out again. The best one, the, the best dance. one is Arthas, but hmm? no, oh. Safety Dance is best one. No, oh, it into Hygen. Yeah, yeah. Safety Dance is the only one where you actually need to concern yourself about mechanics. The rest of them are just nuked down. Uh, novel concerned Who, with mechanics. Uh, who's up? Sorry, I don't know. Right, so we've got Lich King. Right, we've got Hygen. Left, left. It's what? Did they did they slow the dance down and does it one shot? No, you? no, no, no. It it almost it one shots. It's like it's like eighty percent of your HP. But who else have we got? Is it just Lich King and Hygen? Uh, there is a part of Archimonds. Then there is Lady Vush and ooh, which bit of Vush did they give you? Right when the ads uh, spawn, when all the ads are coming up the sides. Oh, so you, you have to do the cores? Well, no. all you do all you do is like do one lantern and shoot down the spore bats and it ends. What? That's that's why it's blue balls. Because so you, it's nothing like is it, you're just in the boss arena. Really? You get ported because the joke is that Chromie is trying to show you how it was and she makes all these really silly puns. That part's kind of fun. But it just like sucks you in for a little bit. Each boss is like 30 to not even two minutes of the encounter. Thirty seconds. You get a taste of it, like. But it doesn't use the mechanics of those sections. That's what I'm confused on. So you. Oh, the mechanics are there. Some of them. So what happens if you do all cores then? Oh, can you not do that? I don't know. You don't need to do all the paler thingies. It's the it's green pools on the floor segment. Oh, the last phase. And the tank getting wrecked. Yeah. That's the last phase. Is she doing the chain lightning? I think so. 
Uh, she we doesn't last I, I long enough. That you guys don't even know which phase it is. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, because it doesn't last that long. The bash is there. All right, Here, I'll, give you, then? I'll give you which, an example. Which do they give you? Do they give you Infest? They no, give you uh, Defile and Infest. Defile, Valkyr. Arthas and, and the Valkyr. Arthas is probably the best one because if you get a melee Defile, you instantly wipe because the melee won't move out fast enough and it goes, and you're done. So that's very realistic, actually. Yes. <laughs> That's the the, the biggest the biggest sad one is is Nefarian and Onyxia in Blackwing Descent. <laughs> Nefarian, they you so you get ported into the lava phase. You go up, you kill the three ads. There's one oh, crackle, no. and then you leave. So you don't even. I, I assume they didn't want people trying to position the dragons. On a no, I guess, I guess not. Yeah. Nefarian was truly a boom moment. Then there was Kilfus, and I was really excited. Oh shit, I can use. Oh, weapon. which phase? A uh, big kill phase. Big kill phase. All right, so last phase with then. with gravity laps. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah last phase. Okay. Yeah, our but... command was indeed the flying parts that you did. Anubarak is where I think at the start. Like it's Anubarak basically goes underground. Yeah, kill the ice oh, orbs. Which, which one though? Like next twenty five version. A uh, trial of the Crusader tournament, yeah. Oh, tournament. that one, yeah. yeah, yeah trial of yeah. the Great Crusader. It's the burrowing phase. They should have put phase three and it terrified everybody with all the with, with, oh. that would have been hilarious. The carrying yeah, they should have phase three and just the right the healers going, yeah. What is this? Oh no. And trying <laughs> to out heal like, it. Yeah. Oh the yeah, carrying swarm. Yeah, they're trying to out heal yeah. it. Oh my god, that would be hilarious. Yeah, the yeah. boss health is just not moving. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually getting more health. So it's kind really it's funny. strange. I've heard uh, it's I don't know. I, I guess I get it. But I'm sure it sounds, fun. It sounds like a little fun. It's fun. It was a long jail night out. What were you expecting to happen? I was expecting like Ragnaros was in there as well. I was. It's it's Ragnaros. It's not Legnaros. It's it's Firelands Ragnaros. Uh, uh, so is it smash the hammer, Raggy? He smashed smash the hammer. Yeah. You load in and he does fire seeds immediately. And if you don't move immediately to your far right, you you die. The hardest part is definitely when he smashes the hammer down and you get to stop the ads from getting there. The funniest part, though, is you have a bunch of monks because obviously Ring of Peace didn't exist back there. You just put Ring of Peace all around the <laughs> hammer <laughs> so the ants yeah, can't yeah. get in. That's really funny, actually. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But, um, yeah, hardest part... Oh, well, the hardest part about Ragnaros when he first came out was the bug that if you moved after you got ported, you got ported again. And if you moved, you got ported again. If you moved, you got ported again. That was so rough. So you in place. Yeah. Well, it's been fixed. It's been fixed. But oh. Reward is sweet, though. Get the right So how long does it last? Oh, like, is it for the Deathwing thing? Yeah. Oh, I might have to do that then. Yeah, it's for the mount. It's for the mount. You have to do uh, all, all three wings. It lasts till January 7th. There you go. The there whole event. The experience and reputation buff as well. Which what? <laughs> what? <laughs> always listening. Yes. Muted. Muted, mate. Um, yeah, chat's got, chat's got questions. We'll get to chat in a moment. You guys step okay. away for a little bit if you would like. Grab a drink, grab a snack, something like that. Stand out, stretch, walk around. Feel your, feel your coffee nobble. No, I need to set my video ready. Speaking of the anniversary, bosses reminded me that I oh, video. Oh, there you go. So, I have to, I have to edit a video after this as well. I'm gonna have another <laughs> long night. Alrighty. Well, I'm gonna take a quick few moments here just to thank everyone, of course, for tuning in to episode number two hundred and one today. If you've missed any of the main episode, of course, it all goes archived on my YouTube channel where if you've missed any of the coverage we recently just had at BlizzCon, made three individual videos about BlizzCon and Shadowlands. The dev interview, we had the pre-BlizzCon special, of course, with, with Mr. GM and Hazelnutty Games. That is online as well. And if you missed the weekly reset live, I was also part of the closing panel to that. But 
I want to make sure I give a huge thank you and shout out to my sponsors for the show. Of course, making sure that I can keep doing this and hooking me up with sweet gear for my new build. Of course, I'm still in my old room right now, but I have a ton of gear. I have a huge PC build that's still coming, but Corsair and Elgato. For a very, very long time, I had held off on taking any crazy like brand deals or sponsorships, but I have been waiting and waiting and waiting, and earlier this year, I locked in with Corsair and Elgato, and I am super happy with all the stuff that I've gotten. I have a ton of stuff that I even was using before I even signed up with Corsair, so if you are looking for any bits and bobs and pieces and parts for an upcoming build or upgrading something in your current build, may I suggest there is a command in chat as well because I finally have an affiliate link for this. And you can actually use the link to not only support the show, the stream, and everything in between, but also garnish yourself 10% off any of the Corsair peripherals or 10% off and free standard shipping, might I add, for any of the Elgato pieces that you're looking for for yourself or for a gift, of course. It is the holiday season as the Corsair site is alerting us to. But that is all down below. It's down below here on Twitch and, of course on YouTube. The links and the discount code are there. It's a fantastic way. If you, if again, the, the joke that I always have to say to end cap this is that have you seen Bajira's beautiful face on, you know, the scimitar mouse before? Well, what if this horrible five head was on like a keyboard or something like that? Hmm? That relationship you help build. You want this face on product? I don't. Maybe. Maybe that's your fetish. I have no idea. But that is how you can do that. And again, this episode and the previous pre-BlizzCon, post-BlizzCon shows have been put together part in part by the amazing folks over at Wowhead. And if you are looking for any of the huge summaries from BlizzCon, go check out Wowhead. They just actually posted these, the huge new overview of the Shadowlands. So it, it, all of their subsections are now all posted. So if you forgot something or didn't know about how something else was happening, they're all been individually chunked here in a, a mega thread on Wowhead. So you can go bookmark that. Go to Wowhead for all of your curious needs in both the live game. They've got the Diablo 4 huge thread here as well, too. And again, you can go through and toggle on or off what you're looking at. Check out all the stuff that's going on weekly and today in World of Warcraft and all the patch stuff. You can toggle the PTR here if you're looking for PTR testing. That's where you can check all that stuff out all over on Wowhead. They did put together my interview, so it's like transcribed with all the different questions that Mike and I asked. If you want to just read through everything, that's on there as well. And thank you very much for those that are supporting what I do here. The friends out there, mostly it's it's Ketsu putting up with me because I message her a lot. That's how that works. But of course, if everyone tuning in and watching and checking out Wowhead for all of the stuff. But links are down below to all the things. Links are down below as well. If you're on YouTube watching this right now, of course, to Mike and Nobble's stuff. If you don't know where they are on the internet for some reason, then the links are where you'd find links. On Twitch right now, it's mine because you're here, but you know how to find it. So, now no sub for lips. Stop. Chat. Quiet. Shh. Jeez. Alrighty. So now, we can integrate some- uh, your videos post- did you do all your editing? Oh, Mike is gone. Nobble, are you posting your video? 
Oh, my, Mike has just left the building, right. Now I'm setting, yeah, like, he's you know how gone. it works. You got a video ready, and it needs, like, a thumbnail and oh, a title always. and a red circle somewhere. Oh. And I kind of forgot to put that up there, so that's what oh, I'm currently get, doing. Get the red circle in there, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got a solid 30 or so minutes left for the rest of the show here to angle at that two-hour-long show. I've got some canned questions. Chat, of course, if you have questions, we'll try to get to a handful of them as well. So, oh, well, literally right off the bat. Got not because I'm pandering to Gorek or anything, but a question for Novel is, do you think Bwomsamdi's master is none hmm. other than the Arbiter? Also, how how do I have an accent? Wait, how do I have an accent like yours? How do you train yourself to have an accent like Novel's? <laughs> is, that, is that the follow-up question? You don't question? want an accent like mine, trust me. You don't yeah. want it. People are really mean about it. Um, Bonsamdi's boss being the arbiter. Um, maybe. I mean, in the realm of speculation right now, anything possible, right? But we do know about Bonsamdi's boss. Um, he mentioned vaguely that he left a spirit go before. And we never really figured out, like, which spirit is he talking about. It could have been... Bay, help me out here. That guy back then with Hakar the Soul Flayer in the Cataclysm. Jindo, there we go. It could have oh. been Jindo. Maybe he let Jindo go. Maybe he mm. let Sylvanas go. And if it's Sylvanas, but that doesn't make sense because Sylvanas is apparently in league with the Jailer. Um, yep. I'm hoping that it's something else. I'm hoping like that the Arbiter is like this, I don't know, this King Yemma kind of character just sits there and just judges you and then sends you off to whatever realm you've got to go. And if you're a troll connected to Bonsamdi or whatnot, she sends you over to Bonsamdi's realm and he has a boss chilling there. We're also going to see a dungeon with uh, the title The Other Side, which I yeah. love, like the whole Friends on the Other Side, since Bonsamdi is based on Baron Semity. And if you've ever seen The Prince and the Frog, you know, like the, the Shadow Man. So I'm hoping that we're going to find out more about Volton and his uh, boss in that dungeon. Could it be the Arbiter? Maybe, but I'm hoping for something else. Welcome back, Mike. We're taking questions. How are you? Uh, okay, cool. I'm good. I was, I, when you said Baron Semity, then I instantly thought of Goldeneye. I couldn't help <laughs> That's an it's old a, cut. It is. Wow. It is. Eye. Was there a Baron Semity in Goldeneye? What? Yeah. N64, bro. Way I played that one religiously. Which character was he? He was the boss in Egypt. The extra level you got afterwards. Ew. Never know. I just remember Odd Drop and kneeling down and chopping everybody to death, and then you were not allowed Jeez. to play Odd Drop. So you're a scumbag player, I get it. I was like, what, eight or ten? <laughs> Leave me alone. Youngsters. Zoomer. Oh, this didn't really. Wow. <laughs> Zoomer. <laughs> this, this didn't really come up directly in the show notes or, or in your synopsis so far, novel, but we've been. It's been confirmed via the, I believe, the Lost Codex boys, J and J. They got some bunch of lore questions. And mm -hmm. I listened to it today in preparation, actually. Good interview. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They talked about, because we were wondering about where Taronda's going. Mm -hmm. And Taronda's going to be a big part in in the Shadowlands. Specifically the, which which covenant is she going to go to? The Ardenweald, the, I believe. Yeah, the Fey yeah, area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are your what are your thoughts on that as like the splintery thing? This kind of ties into the whole like we still don't have like a faction playable we can't horde and alliance can't party together even though we keep coming together and doing things every expansion together but there's like an armistice now but no one at the horde side is like angry at the alliance because it's like thrall and cairn who are or, or bane are both buddies with us now and like lorthamar and thalissera are probably got a super bang and uh, jaina and thalissera just had like 
a great girlfriend moment? Like what? Look, the Zandalori better be pissed off at the Alliance and at themselves and at the Horde. Like, oh. They just joined the Horde and they lost the king because of it. True, and now true, all of a sudden true. they got to be like, ah, oh, you know, just war happens. <laughs> Who cares? We're all bus best buddies now. Like, wow, oh, war. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> Like, that whole war campaign in Battle for Azeroth, it hurts me so much. I'm trying to figure out, like, what's the point of the war campaign, and there just seems to be no point to it. Mm. It's like, yeah, to make Sylvanas the bad guy, but there could have been a million and one different ways of doing that. Yeah. What was the point? Anywho, to <sighs> question of Tyrande, what was the question? Just, essentially, uh, we know Tyrande has a story in Shadowlands, as well as the major souls in yeah. Shadowlands. Any other big stories you'd like to see? Oh, right. Um, there's kind of a, a, a cool, interesting concept going on. Like, we know with the whole burning of Teldrassil that there were certain elves that felt like Loon abandoned them, right? Yeah. And now we're learning that the Shadowlands are a little bit of upheaval, the Maas drawing them all in, and we have these Dark Rangers that all of a sudden show up, they're resurrected by Sylvanas, and they tell us, like, I have my own reason to work with her. Um, what if with the whole imbalance in the Shadowlands, that Elune is responsible for, like, these Night Elf spirits, but because there's an imbalance, she couldn't take care of them. Therefore, the elves, they just ended up in the Maw, and now their choice was either you become a Dark Ranger and you work with Sylvanas, or mm. you spend your afterlife in Hell. What choice would you make, right? Um, so they come back as Dark Rangers, the team of Sylvanas. That could be a plot that they play out. And in the case of Toronto. Toronto will not rest until she gets vengeance for Sylvanas, and apparently she wants to find out why Elune forsook them. Well, that could have, the whole reason could be behind it with the Jailer and the Maw and whatever else is going on there. And she is on the prowl, she's on the hunt, and I'm personally very excited about it. Uh, the Night Elves, they deserve a lot more bites, as well as infighting within the Alliance um, is better than within the Horde. Like, we've done the Horde twice now. Uh, I think it's about time that the Alliance gets to be uh, a little bit darker in that regard. We also have Gen Greymane that could definitely play its part in there. So I'm hoping that we're going to see a lot of cool stuff in there. What I did find interesting about this uh, Fate Covenant is that they mentioned Cenarius as being the spirit there that visited. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I was like, well, what about Ysera? Like, why isn't my baby Ysera there? And maybe if the Ma has been sucking in soul since Legion, then maybe Ysera is stuck in the Ma. And that would be really sad. Are you worried they're going to mm. use this uh, intervening question? <laughs> I object. <laughs> uh, are you worried they're going to use this just to retcon all the expansions and kind of start fresh? Is that part of any thoughts Ooh. of yours? Uh, retconning how? Like, like all the deaths we've had. For... No, mm -hmm. like retconning the deaths of major characters and like perhaps toward over the Shadowlands story, there's a way of bringing them back to the living. And I hope not. They're just going to use this as an excuse to bring back other characters and have a fresh amount of major them. characters to play with. Like, bringing back characters always devalues death. Yeah, in that's my story. word, too. And it's been a long-running joke with Kael'thas merely a setback. Like, nothing in Warcraft ever says that. We've known it for a very long time. Uh, but in the case of opening up the Shadowlands, you could say, like, oh, look, a Blizzard just reusing these old characters. But I'm hoping that the path is not just to bring them back and look, we're the good guys now. It's building upon this character that has passed on. This is what we knew about them in life, and this is what happened to them in the Shadowlands, and this is how they're trying to find their spot in the afterlife. That's what I'm hoping that the story progression is going to be, rather than, hey, kill for Sunstrider. Uh, you're a good guy now. Come back into the story and help us out. That would really, really suck. Hmm. So how about a question? Question about classes haven't really come up at all, Mike, and this just came up in chat. 
uh, dark silence, which is just, just 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 edgy enough for you. Is that is that good? <laughs> dark silence. What no, they call right. dark silence of the vampire bros. There it is. <laughs> but this, I, I mean, I've talked about this enough. But just to get your take on it, we didn't really know much about Halinka's keynote about class reworks, the great unpruning. But I guess specifically for the classes that you play, so like mage. Boomkin, I suppose, even going back to like your OG, like winning a warrior. Uh, if you could unprune whatever you wanted, what would you do? Uh, Master Looter. But that's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know your question. Um, Pick the druid ability that could steal a class ability. Oh, well, sim kind of symbol size? Yeah, they're doing something with that in 8.3, actually. You're, uh, the healers are able to steal essences, which is really fun. Mm hmm. Huh. Um, something specific. I would really like, as it's not pruned really, but like, let me just make it simple for my moonkin. I would really like full moon and the way it works would just be baseline again. Oh yeah, uh, and not as a time because it was a really. I mean, we we literally threw a moon out of the sky. Mm -hmm, it was so mm -hmm. much more interesting, and you could play around it, and it was just cool. And I just a want lot to throw of them, a moon at people. Yeah, for me personally, though, that a lot of the pruning isn't like a spell specifically. It's a gameplay um, element. A like lot of extra it was layers. In the art. It's a lot of stuff that we got with the artifact. Like uh, my, I find my mage unplayable now. Like I officially mm. dropped it. And I play a shadow priest, uh, basically because all the elements that the artifact weapon had, they moved back in after some backlash into talents, and it still didn't work. But they were like technically they're there. Uh, but you couldn't really use them. So it's, it was a lot of fluidity of the classes that just felt lackluster once they were removed, like having Phoenix Flames and the Pyro Braces mm -hmm. and being able to choose how you use things. And then we had silly things like Cinder Flame on top of that. All these different elements, uh, including Ice Flows and Shimmer, you know, we were able to do that for a really long time. And it made the class just super fun to play, like so enjoyable. And now... Even, I mean, there's a lot of people going back to Fire Mage now, and basically they're going back to it because it's essentially a Legion base mage before the artifact weapon and all that kind of stuff. And for me, it's all those little things, which I don't think we'll ever get back because the, the, the deep pruning is all about returning of certain spells. Um, so for me, it's those things that I would like to see back because they had really fluid characters in Legion by the end. And a lot of them feel, that's why BFA felt so bad right like we came into it, it was like oh my god like i really miss all these little things that we had like instant blizzard once we had frozen orbs out and which then led to in like spawning frozen orb over frozen orb and that was really stupidly fun mm -hmm. it was so silly like bosses like scorpion which is a terrible boss we had crazy fun on just doing those things because of how the classes worked so i could take a terrible boss and my class was so fun that i enjoyed it anyway uh so that's the kind of stuff i would like to see back but i don't think that's going to happen with the depruning, by the way, uh, are they doing complete class overhauls? Because I heard uh, heard them mention that before. Example: Paladin is going to get their hammer in their base kit again, rather than a talent. I imagine they're going to do a complete rework, right? Or is that me being too optimistic? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I really don't. I think they're just going to. I think, from what I can tell, they're literally throwing old spells back onto the spellbook. That's. Uh, but the that doesn't mean there isn't new stuff coming. Uh, so we don't the know new stuff. Yeah. Well, they're doing it through the covenant. Your current abilities sure. are your new spells, sure. right? So yeah. it's not a case if you'll get a new spell via the talent system, like traditional, and then obviously not doing tier sets again. Instead, this time your old stuff will return to your spell book, and all the new things, the new spells, will be covenant stuff. 
Mm-hmm. So again, they're using the idea of rental abilities. I mean, they're sticking mm. with the idea. Yeah. Uh, so it's there is a lot of new stuff coming, and we've seen some examples that they showed at BlizzCon. So it's not a case of we're not getting new things. We absolutely are. They're just going to be the, the covenant stuff, uh, where you'll get to pick and choose which things you want, which is a good way to go. I'm fine with that. Uh, if it's done right. <laughs> That's the way this, this kind of caveats into Angel-Eyed question about how do you feel about Blizzard abandoning successful Legion concepts like Artifact, PvP, World Quest, Bodyguard, Followers with Unique Class Abilities. We we kind of went over that in our Just Bands section about how every expansion they just add a new system and then add on to it and then just wipe it away. And I think yeah. you you and I aren't like... We asked, we asked it in the interview. Yeah, uh, we talked about them layering systems, which is what we're talking yeah. about here. Is they layer systems on top of systems on the top of systems, mm-hmm. and we sat down and wrote them all out. It, you know, every every expansions for the last two expansions, there's been three whole new systems, yep. and then they don't exist at all in the next expansion, so they never get improved and iterated upon. Uh, so we did ask Ian about this, and his thought process was he agreed that no one we're hoping that we can just use the covenant system and expand upon it in slight ways over the course of expansion and then if that pays off then they can iterate that on that in the future rather than just like well the covenants are gone now so you lost all that stuff that you had which might be really cool and now we're doing something else which it's not a problem for us who get to play all the time really it's annoying but it's more of a problem for returning players players who take even a minor break from wow come back and there's a whole new system to learn and sometimes it's not very like Azerite, it's not a very obvious system to understand. You get that you have armor that you get to choose from, but as we well know, you're not sure what's good because the tooltips don't aren't particularly clear on which one is good. One does random damage. The other one also does random damage. Like which one is better? You know, uh, and a lot of new players are like okay, and it works in bandings, so I have to work that out. Which other gear doesn't work in bandings? This works in bandings. Okay, I get that. Now I have to figure out out of all these traits which is good. And then there's essences that come on top of that, but the essences aren't particularly clear about which one is better. A lot of them sound kind of similar. So which you one do I want? You make it way too complicated, man. What do you mean well, in-game needs to explain what the abilities does? Just sim it. Easy. Just put nah. it in the machine and it tells you what to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Just just get a uh, website to work out for you. So <laughs> hope, hopefully, uh, although we have the examples we've been shown so far aren't clear on which is better, although it should kind of look that way, like the mm-hmm. mage ones they've shown. Some are obviously more burst damage related. Some of them are more long-term. Yeah. Uh, so that's all we want, really. I mean, most sensible people can figure out if I get a short buff for a little period of time, that's a burst, you know, I can burst damage in that. If I have a steady buff over a period of time, that's more long-term damage. So that's okay. That's fine if they go that way. So I'm, I'm being optimistic about how they go. So the classes are getting old and new stuff. That's, that's mm. They are. I just hope that the covenants like that there isn't going to be one that has like the overall ability that's super duper powerful for every single class so you're all forced into one of them that would well, suck yeah so that's what we feel that the fire mage example is probably there with the legion legendaries is you know one covenant gives you Norganin's foresight boots which are pretty useless the other one gives you the pyro bracer proc like <laughs> i don't have a chance <laughs> and then people complain because they wanted to be say the bastion covenant but they can't possibly do that because their main yeah. their class would be entirely crippled without choosing the other one. So they nerf one and then suddenly the other one's much better. And you're like, well, <laughs> everybody yeah. has to re-roll now. Like, and, you know, that kind of situation, which I'm, fingers crossed they're not running into. I think it'll be a lot of very similar things, just different. I mean, Word Up just talked about it. Wording. Yeah. Like, say 
say the four major abilities that you get across the four different covenants are just, you know, if they're like a dps -y button for, you know, we're talking about DPS here, and they all mathematically over five to eight to ten minutes come out to be the exact same on click or on use, so they're they're very, you know, neutral. It just depends on what one they're like the best on that might eke out a little bit more in like damage windows or haste scaling or whatever, but they're all relatively close. If they're vastly different, there will be a balancing problem. But that's mm, but that's yeah, for like. I mean, also, um, sorry, uh, it'll also come down to what they're designed yeah. to do it with. So if you're just doing world quests or whatever, it doesn't matter. If that's your gameplay, it really won't matter. You can pick whatever you want. Sure. Uh, if you're a raider though, and they design, let's say, let's make it simple. They put a covenant trait in that is extremely good for multi dotting, and then they put in raid bosses, and nine of them are multi dot fights. Mm -hmm. You know, and then the next tier there's zero. So you're like. <laughs> You know what I mean? It depends on the content we're going to tackle with these things as well. So that needs to be bared in mind. Interesting. We're going to yeah, find out. You don't out. want to be 20 or 30 percent. I mean, one or two percent behind. Most people can get away with that, right? On certain bosses, you're one or two percent behind your theoretical max. That's fine. So, if the difference is yeah. like 30 or 40 percent, which is, you know, so, some, some of the stats that we have in game now are that big that they're making such a dramatic difference, then that's a problem because that's, that's not. Feasible. You just won't get brought in a lot of competitive environments, which is what I care about. I care about that environment. Mm. This is one that I've seen a couple of different times. There's some neat, like, lore questions in here. I'm not going to be able to pick out all every single question. All these can be just given just, like, right give to novel. Lore. Yeah, give them to, like, right on a stream. Like, there's an interesting one that you could be pick your brain over later about, like, do you think the Shadowlands has a different, like, time scope so if we go to the shadowlands within the like, two years after yeah, this and like the next before if it's like, like it doesn't work similar like the twisting netter yeah or yeah. like interstellar when they went down to the planet for like three like 30 minutes and they came back up and it was like years later in the space station like will we come back to azeroth you know decades later i don't know that's that's one for you to to infoil over but this i want to go to novel this one first it's still gameplay system style because i want to see the GCD keeps coming up. And about like that's one of the core parts of what people still don't have fun with in how we're playing the game and, and how our classes are played is not fun because there are still some GCD things people are still hung up on. I actually had a conversation about this last night on stream, but Noble, from your side of things, do you because you played more than just your paladin, do you even really notice any of the GCD stuff anymore? Uh, I don't play more than my paladin because I refuse to get essences. Um, <laughs> on my Got paladin, him. I noticed it with my bubble. Like, my bubble was always this massive panic button. Mm -hmm. And now if I just use an ability and I try to use it, it's like, now nah, you got to wait a second. Yep. Um, that's the major thing that I notice it. I will say, though, if you've played Classic for a little bit and then you pop back over to retail, it feels like you're playing on hyperdrive. It's all so fast. Uh, but for me personally, I noticed mm -hmm. it on my bubble. And then... Mike, I don't know if we want to dive into this because I actually brought this up last night for a while and I don't, there's a couple of things that are still on the GCD, I guess, that are super annoying, but at the same time, other ones that are on, I still think that's fine for them to be on. I don't know. I, I don't think they need to take everything back off the GCD again, unless you depends think on the class. Yeah. I think it just depends on the class. Some classes suffer worse with, worse with the GCD than others. Uh, some classes, like my, my class barely notices it. Mm -hmm. uh, the most irritating thing I had to deal with on my Moonkin uh, and Shadow Priest is probably just pressing one of the essences, like Condensed Life Force is a separate spell. I'd rather just bang that in with my DPS cooldown because that's when you would use it, right? Sure. Um, uh, so it's just a little inconvenient. But other than it, it, some classes suffer with it way worse. 
and get irritated even to this day. Whereas other classes seem to have mostly got away with it. And I press the DPS cooldown once every three minutes, unessenced. That's not a big deal. Everything else is fine. So it really depends on the class you're playing. So uh, for me personally, there's nothing I would really shout and scream about right now. Um, but I know when I played like DK, for example, like Frost DK, it really irritated me. Uh, but they changed some of those things back. So it's it's on a, it's on a class-by-class basis, that one. We're just reading back through chat when we were talking about bringing things back. Alter Time came up. Searing Totem will fix it. Final Thekona came up. Also, the... Um, is my crystal? Do we want crystal back? Oh, no. Please stop. Uh, gear brought <laughs> up... Was- just bringing back abilities isn't enough. If I'll continue, if I continue to use just Frostbolt, Ice Lance, Glacial Spike, and Brain Freeze as a Frost Mage for a third expansion in a row, why do I care if they give me Fireball or Fire Blast back? Sure. Well, we know that won't happen, though. I mean, the Covenant has already shown mages we use as the example. We know that's not the case. They are giving you more stuff. So that is going to happen, and it will be class-specific stuff as well. It might just be temporary buffs, though. It's a possibility. I'm, again, I have this air of pessimism around me. I wish I yeah. didn't. I wish I didn't. I wish it was uh, a little bit more excitable, but I, I'm just holding my breath until we get to play it, because we've been down this road before, where we're like, this looks incredible. And then, you know, like Legion, everything about Legion when it was announced was like, this is insane. And then we got that notification about how legendaries we were working. We were like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. No, yep. no, no. So and yet just... when talking about it now, people are like, I wish we had the legendary system again. Just not the acquisition. I think that separation mm. is always made. I think people have been really good about making that separation. Yeah. And again, they because he even brought that up in stage. It's like the biggest feedback we had was that you just didn't like how you got them, which is correct. Yeah. We hated that. Um so they're doing something about that. And we're now crafting legendaries, which is great. I am. We never talk about it, but um, nobody's asked about it either. So sorry for kind of butting in. But um, professions look like they're going to be really boring. So I'm hoping for more mm. development on that. They Outside just said of... we're going to change it. So you put you sl- essentially gem which stats you want. Like, what that's... is the point of a whole? Prof- Let's hope there's more to it than that. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Well, that was actually a, a, a side note question I saw coming up about if you're scared about how the craftable legendaries are going to work but we don't know enough about them yet we don't know what sockets they're going to go into we don't know how customizable they're going to be we don't know what abilities we're going to choose the the like the sidebar blizzard gave us was that those abilities you sort of unlock in your roguelike deck of cards going up torgas floor after floor some of those abilities are what you can slap onto your 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 new shadowlands legendary but how many can we wear Again, what slots do they go in? Because if they can be like helm, chest, or legs, that'll be your first go-to. Highest stat budget, and then we would assume higher eye level, so that would be a locked piece for a while. Part of your whole BIS list. We don't. We just don't know. Do you still use crafted gear at this point in time? Yeah. 100%. Boots really? and, boots and pants or right. gloves? It has a gem slot on it, which is creamy. Yeah. So you're getting idyllic stats and a gem slot. Like, crafted gear is amazing, right? Well, idyllic yeah. stats after you make it 16 times. Yeah, which is why he said now you'll just slot your stats in, which right. is better, 100%. It just means the professions in general, hopefully that's not just the change to professions. It's like, oh, we fixed sure. this really annoying system and just left them as they were. Yeah. Uh, but right now, crafted items are at least a must for my raiders, especially. Okay. Yeah, the, the whole 1 to 50 leveling thing, that's a huge system that has to be understood as well, is that a big part of Shadowlands is the leveling base game rework with Chromie and the... The new starting experience and then you're like end level 10 dungeon kind of thing but the 1 to 50 
leveling up experience or maybe the 10 to 50 when you pick your spec and you start getting things every single level you're not going to get a spell every level it'll be like you unlock new dungeons on this level and that's your new unlock for that level right Unless they really want to throw in just like every freaking thing into the sun to give you back bind elemental and sentry totem, all this other stuff, then <laughs> sure, I get it. But we again, that's like a big part of the game, and that may only be a thing for a few, you know, a, su a subset of the game, but that's still like the huge selling point of Shadowlands, like the re evaluating of leveling and, and how that works and the speed of leveling because you level from 10 to 50 in one expansion now. So. I mean, you start Shadowlands. That's a huge part of it. What so would I don't you know. guys pick? Oh, I mean, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of leveling. But um, if you, when if you are, so you re-rolling, what expansion would you pick for your leveling experience? Mists. I I'd go Mister Drenor for the zone bonus, but I've been mm. uh, mm. I've been playing Howling Fjord today for an upcoming video. Zones in in Wrath of the Lich King are insane story wise and <laughs> beefy as hell. Yeah. Dragonblight was fantastic. Like yeah, I love going yeah, to Dragonblight and doing all yeah. So well, story wise, this wrong, is why it's but... so good, right? Look at the chat. Everybody's choosing different ones. No one chose choosing the Burning Crusade. I would do the Burning Crusade. Ah, uh, Burning Crusade is just it's just it's almost like just it's a classic level. It's pick up seven quests, go kill twenty mobs here, and pick up ten gizzards there, and come back. Burning Crusade yeah. is nice. Though. You got like circles you could constantly do. Exactly. So, I could slap on some Netflix. Experience. I'm good to go. I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to read where I need to go. There's no fancy rolling down a hill on a barrel or something like that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> they just have quest hubs and just fill you with XP. All right, I want to keep kicking with the chat here, but I have some canned questions. This is the really important one. Chat, this is, a re this is for you. Which one of you is going to make one of your characters of Volpera Master Race when they come out? They're really well animated. I'm not, I'm not going to make one, but they're really well animated. I wish I could. Volpad are awesome as characters, but they don't come as paladin, do they? So I can't. And they don't come as druid. I would I would be if my druid could change, because I hate being a troll. I mean I can't stand being a tauren either. I would be a Volpera druid in a heartbeat. Yeah. Just make they're... a death knight Volpera. Mm. You no, could but make... the animation. Yeah, well that yeah. People are hating on Volpera just because of all oh, the, the foxy thing, but just look at how they're animated and they're so well like animated. I was surprised. I wanted to hate them. Let me put it that way. I wanted to hate them <laughs> and then they do they do flips. Yeah, like, I, I, you know how long I, when I've played Night Elves, how long I've spent just doing flips while people sort stuff out? I just do flips backwards and forwards. It's the best. And they curl up in a little ball of fur when they sleep. Mm -hmm. They do the, what does the fox say dance? You can make a camp. They and do. Just teleport back to your camp. It's great. And werebears do the dab now, which is, they give werebears the a The Pee-wee Herman dance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, we've that's got dabbing werebears on the way. Uh, the Tower of Torgas stuff, Tazel, we talked about a little bit earlier about how it potentially is a weekly lockout. We don't know. That would be a horrible idea, considering they're toting it as, like, a roguelite, which means you need to be able to replay it over and over and over and over and over again. Wouldn't it be like the, the Mage Tower? Well, the rewards like should be weekly, but oh. the replayability should be ad infinitum. Yeah. Um, the, the the idea is from what we were told is there's a yeah. of the required content in the game there's a small amount that is the required will get you the power upgrade whatever it might be but you could do as much as you want but it's going to lead you to cosmetics and things like that mm -hmm. and non non power related upgrades so it's whichever one you find fun you can do as much as you want mm -hmm. Just to confirm and squelch this, we haven't really talked about it. I'm sure you know all of our channels we have, but Nelly, you asked about in the Shadowlands demo at BlizzCon, how did the talent tree look? The same as live. Yeah, the, the demo was just to show Unchanged. the zone. Yep. Yeah, it was a BFA character minus Azerite Essences. 
um, anything else. It was just a base, flat character, just talent tree. That was it. That was all they gave us. Yep. We don't know. Just to show off the zone, which is beautiful, but it, 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 it can't be stated enough how early in development Shadowlands is. It's not a case of they weren't telling us stuff. They don't know. <laughs> yep. Like they don't know genuinely. They don't know the answers to a lot of the questions that we have and you guys probably have as well. They really have no idea exactly how the covenant system works. They don't know. They don't know what's really going to be in it yet. That's why we've got a year or so to look over. Yep. Uh, and as I said, one of the devs did mention to me is that they might have something where they invite people to come early in development and see what's happening Hopefully. to get early feedback. Hopefully, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be me or anything like that, but it might be some have people. Have they done that before? Come... Yeah. Uh, For both. Yeah, I mean, there was the. <laughs> There was, a, know, uh, uh, <laughs> there was a warlord oh, summit invited to the party huh i was invited to the both the warlord summit and the legion one didn't get a bfa one and then uh something I happened to mike to the BFA one. Oh. <laughs> i just didn't get to go oh. uh, uh uh talent why don't they ask me i played a game have they confirmed tier sets are not coming back from all intents and purposes what we have found out tier sets are not a thing not ian a thing that was ian so does not like them yeah. No, and he's he's not wrong in what he says. It's just that we've yeah. not yet seen the better alternative. He thinks you can get the same stuff from other sources and free up your armor slots, which is true because you can get that from covenants and things and, and soulbinds especially. Uh, you can get those kind of bonuses from there. It's just that when they took them out for BFA, we didn't see a better example in the game than mm -hmm. tier sets. Uh, that doesn't mean they're not going to do aesthetic ones though. He was kind of okay with that. He just didn't like the idea of bonuses, like class aesthetics armor sets. I think he said that in the Q&A with uh, Taliesin. But aesthetically, they're, they, they're on board, but not with bonuses. Well, we don't know yet. Obviously, there are four armor sets, one for each armor type per covenant. We don't know if they're going to have additional layers. We obviously know there are multiple backs that we're working on, right? Mm -hmm. And Taliesin was so just all aboard the putting a tombstone on your back. So he's all about that. <laughs> but how many variations of the tombstones? Are we going to have other bits and pieces that aren't just like on your backpack that might be the only hook they can work on so we don't know how much other cosmetic stuff they're going to do but they could go mad with it like they did with the artifact skins they could really go crazy with back graphics which are non-power related and i am so on board if they want to come out with just cosmetics for backs and things like that fine that's so cool people grind all day and it doesn't disrupt the balance it doesn't Correct. make people feel pigeonholed that's fine uh this one is kind of for novel who do you think will be the next war chief uh, we're not doing War Chief, are we? We're doing Council, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's the Horde Council now, I guess, yeah? Yeah. All hail the Horde Council, with everybody who has a voice. But if it was up to me, I would just bring Vol'jin back, because they did him dirty. He became Ooh, War Chief Vol'jin. and didn't do anything. Mm. So just bring Vol'jin back, let him do it. Let Bolvar do it, right? <laughs> Bolvar. He's, he's really established Bolvar. character. Former Alliance hero Bolvar, now Lich King, becomes the Although leader of the Forsaken, hmm. see, hmm. he's got a lot of political credentials. He's been a king, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's been a king, has he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, do you not know the law? Allow me to fill you in. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, we had, <laughs> we had this one helm. question: Where does Susan fill in? Uh, Are we going to see her in the Shadowlands? What a twist! Is she, is she dead? I, I mean, after what happened, yeah. I thought she survived, man. Oh, no way. No way. No. After, that, after a party like that? And he was there? <laughs> I don't think so. 
Yeah, there's a lot of things that come up in chat that I'm sort of skimming through. The, the, a couple of people talking about, you know, how come Classic is so popular, they have to learn something from that. Well, they are in the gearing department, but they can't They can't make combat, Classic combat. That's a whole game restructure. They can't do it. They're, they're not going to change how just viscerally slow things are. That's a Classic thing. And mm -hmm. as popular as Classic is, with layering removed now, there are still a couple of realms that have server queues, but that still means that like each server is still roughly only 3,000 people max. So we don't know how we many are people are... It. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Our, our realm is bad. It is still on two layers. Yeah. Okay, it disappears um, in phase two. It's going to be bad. I know it. It's going to be long Well, queues. to be fair, it was, it was Sunday today and no queue. That was the first time that that mm. ever happened. Yeah, we're still on two layers, though. Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. saw what happened when we went to Mortal Core today. We we traveled 120 strong to get in past the alliance, <laughs> yeah. which is fun as I, hell, by the way, because you can't. Actually, the biggest upset I had recently, I had something I certainly hope they fix in Shadowlands, is I play classic nonstop. And I don't mean to turn this into a classic versus live thing, but more of a, I hope this gets rectified in Shadowlands. Yeah. I then went to Najatar. Nobody around me, nothing, just lagged like hell because somewhere, somewhere, something was happening. And mm -hmm. the, the game was just like crawling. I was like, yep. I was literally just in Molten Core with a war going mm. on in the Black Rock Mountain with at least two, three hundred people fighting, and it was fine. I just walked them through, you know, and I managed to get through eventually. And it's like, I really hope they fix that lag in BFA. If it means dialing back random procs, please do it. Yeah. Right. If that is the problem, please dial that back. I mean, you and I have both talked about that. You're talking about random procs. You're talking about all the other just crap your character does that you have no control over. That's mm -hmm. one thing they could take from Classic. Like, people see things like, bring back Wind Fury Totem for, for Shaman. You're not going to notice Wind Fury Totem right now. It doesn't do anything. It just, like, does damage. Because you have does damage, you have your weapon enchants going off, you have your Azerite traits going you off, you have your trinkets going off, you have your... You yeah, have I'm no just saying. <clears throat> but if they... If, if oh, all of your that... Mouth, if, uh, I'm watch saying, if all of that gunk wasn't there, then you would notice Wind Fury, but you can't notice it in the current landscape of the game because there's so much other garbage that happens. Whatever. Wow. This man next to me really wants his Wind Fury totems back. I am. I, I like, like it. Just so much fun. Yeah. Not that crappy haste thing either. Yeah. <laughs> so this one came up a little bit too. Because this year's BlizzCon was actually a banger compared to 2018, which is sure. Uh, are we ready for the uh, BlizzCon 2020 Mobile Games Edition? Yeah. Bro. Well, I'm not there next year, so do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> I found it funny though that there was no mention of Diablo Immortal at the uh, at the convention. At least none that I heard. It had well, a booth yeah. by the door in, and there were lines. Oh really? It was popping yeah. off. Yeah, I'm saying, man, that game is gonna be like I know it's all funny and stuff like that. Like the presentation was awesome. But mobile True. games bring in so much money, and I wouldn't say no to people. Have been suggesting a WoW uh, like Pokemon thingy where you can capture like battle pets and shit. Yep, they'll lose a lot of talk about that. A mm -hmm, lot of talk about mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. I mean, why wouldn't they, right? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the Diablo, I mean, I, I don't know if you heard the story, but I accidentally ended up talking to the CEO of Blizzard. Yeah, whoops. Uh, he he, yeah, he didn't tell me, to be fair. <laughs> he didn't tell me uh, until after he'd started digging deeper on my thoughts of BlizzCon. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Did... To, to clarify, not the CEO of Blizzard, but the, the China department, right? Over in... He's the CEO. He's the chief, chief executive officer of Blizzard for all of Asia. All of Asia. Mm. Yeah, so all of Asia. Um, 
and he was asking about asking me about Diablo and stuff, and I said you just announced it at the wrong place. That was the issue, like, exactly. and, and that's why they boycotted it last year. And as you can see now, once you've given people Diablo Four, which is what they really wanted, everybody, like Noble said, everybody loved Diablo Immortal after that. They were all playing it, like there was yeah. literal cute, and they never mentioned it. They didn't say a thing, and they in fact probably expected something bad to happen. So they had a tiny little booth that had like eight iPads to play it on and the queues were everywhere to get into it so it was just a case of people are fine with it as long as the pc version which is what they really want is coming as well so it was uh, it was nice to see actually people were like okay we'll play it now now you give us diablo 4 we'll give it a go and that's the mistake they made like they they didn't mention diablo 4 element even though apparently they were according to an interview afterwards not to mention and then the questionnaire where they just lost it and it's like don't you have phones please play your game well, they did, yeah. again, the guy was upset because he was like, and we did tell everybody there wasn't going to be a Diablo 4 announcement. I said, nobody believes what you're telling them. Like, yeah. mm. Especially when you have a Diablo-style trailer playing, right? That You know, all that hope and dream is going to come straight back. Uh, so, I did, you know, he was like, yeah, we kind of screwed it, but we think we nailed yep. it this year, which they did. Like, uh, overall, oh, they were good. The opening up Bliss, uh, BlizzCon with the Diablo 4 trailer was a brilliant move. Like, oh yeah, we fucked it up last year, but here you go. Here's what you want. Yeah. Well, they nailed it time after time. There was barely anything they announced. So, which is strange because the first thing you said to me, Noble, was that is, was the crowd really quiet? Which it wasn't. Well, I, I thought, thought everybody was hangover as fuck. I don't think they had mics over the audience, probably because of the Hong Kong thing, in case people just started shouting and screaming out. Mm. So, no, but not, it, even, it, not even room. sounds or whatnot. But you have like this little, you, you got to imagine, like if you watch it with a ticket, you can watch it back. Uh, sometimes the camera will panel out into the audience to show like audience reaction. Mm -hmm. And every time they did, there was somebody sitting like this. Or somebody like, hmm, I'm really angry about this. There was nobody sitting like, oh my god, there was no excitement at all. But according to you guys, this is just because the camera dude just couldn't find the people for it? Well, not really. I don't know. I mean, in our section, um, certainly for the opening ceremony, but I mean, we had like Quinn and stuff in our section. Yeah, we did. So Diablo 4 was announced. I mean, he was like in the ceiling. Right, it was just this crazy rat dangling from the ceiling <laughs> as Diablo 4 came out. And then, like I said, when the, uh, the during the WoW trailer, it was the same, uh, especially when the sky cracked, like the whole room was up in the arms for that. But I assume you're watching that. Um, but the Overwatch 2 stuff was, I would say the Overwatch 2 stuff didn't get as much of a reaction as I thought it would. The, the cinematic uh, did, yeah, the cinematic did, which they'll definitely be playing, but afterwards, not really. Uh, but other than, and again, the Heroes of the Storm stuff, probably the same. But for the WoW and Diablo stuff, it was definitely crazy. It was mm, really, good. I mean, every panel was crazy. Except when we booed during the flying question during the Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> they really pushed uh, yeah. flying and everyone was like, boo! <laughs> boo! I'm, I'm going to be here. I, I don't mind it. I don't mind the system right now. I quite enjoy playing the game and unlocking flying over time. Um, I don't mind it as much as if they embraced it and it made some sense. I, I, like I did a recent video on it. I wish it made some mm. sense. Like if it made any logical sense in the game, I'd probably be okay with it. But it it doesn't, and it bothers me why I have to get exalted with an underwater faction ten thousand years old so I can fly somewhere else. Like it so really bugs me. So you're familiar enough with the open skies to fly it. That's why. Uh, I, yeah, I need I need the okay of the water people to fly. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I don't. I don't dig it. I don't dig it at all. <laughs> it's just so gamey, which is mm. like we haven't even talked about the mythic box. I don't think people have really brought that up or not. Is that they're giving us options now for your weekly mythic plus box, yep. which is fantastic. It's like that's so much better. It's gamey as hell. Like it makes so little sense. Like they could do it in a better way, but 
compared to what we have now with the box of disappointment, that's considerably better. Yeah, if if it works out that way, because they said it's like this, all these different things, but then people were wondering about, is it going to include like raid loot? Are we going to get like the raid mission to come back? Because we just lost those magically in this expansion. Is it going to only give you a loot pool from the keys you do or from all the dungeons? Because that could be a thing you could like target what you want, just like run keys from the dungeon you want to give you loot from that dungeon or something like that. Like how far is that going to go for giving us agency? Because if you really want something from, you really want the Balefire branch, but you keep getting three or four or five options from stuff you don't need, is that really going to help you gear your character? So, yeah. I never know why they didn't give us a map or something like a pilfer mission from the box that you send followers on a targeted way of, I want you to try and steal something from this dungeon or something like that. You know, somewhere you see you can sort of position it a little bit better or mm -hmm. feel like you're targeting something in some way. Because I feel like it's going to cut like Hearthstone cards. You know, when you open a pack and the cards just appear. Mm. Like, I think it's, like it's going to put with like a cloak or legs or something like that. And you can have the options like, well, you know, this is a wash or something like that. Yeah. Uh, when the follower system is right there to say, I want, I want to try and t send my followers out that I've geared up and I've done all this. I, although they didn't mention whether the follower system's returning, if I, in any way, capacity, right? I don't. Yeah, think we haven't heard about mission tables. We haven't heard about the whole follower thing because we've been confirmed the soul bind stay. Soulbinds are essentially like an artifact and the netherlight crucible in an NPC form that you talk to that has stories, but that stays yeah. in your covenant house. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go with you out of the world. So, yeah, yeah. I, I just think they could because that's that's my problem with flying and that is it just doesn't make any sense. Certainly, if it just pops up with pick an item, I would rather they use the follower mission in some way to make but it then targeted. Did, did, did make buying sense. just straight up buying with gold? Did that make sense? Buying what with gold? Flying? Uh, well, it did when it was cold weather flying. You had to learn the book to do it. That made sense for that situation. I mean, it's, it's a simple mechanic, but it made sense that you had to mm. teach them how to fly in the cold weather. Um, and there's so always... Instead, so say that they around. do the achievement that they have right now, right? So you, you complete the achievement, but instead you go to a flight master who teaches you how to do it, then it would be okay. No, because um, personally, I, 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 what I would wish they would do is abandon the whole Pathfinder system and embrace flying as something cool that happens along your journey to level cap. Uh, certainly if it's a case oh, of... level cap, you, okay. Yeah, it certainly is like, as long as... Like they did in the Burning Crusade, is they created areas that were inaccessible until you had flying. And they did the same in Rattle Lich King. I wish they did that and, more, man. Why not? Yeah, because that's where they embraced it. So you look at uh, areas like Storm Peaks and Ice Crown, which are designed only with people who can fly in mind. Like you can't get there otherwise, right? Without doing something silly. Yeah. And therefore, they got to do really fun things creatively with it. And the Shadowlands is somewhere they can design from the ground up to be whatever they want to be. That's why I said when I went to Bastion and I saw all these floating cities and things, I was like, oh, they're going to embrace flying again. They've, they've actually created areas that are for capped players that you can fly to and are really cool. Uh, Maybe you can earn your wings and you can like flap to the islands. Uh, so they could tie it into Covenants or something along those lines because it's not hard to come up with a gamey reason why you can't fly in the, the, the realm of the dead without somebody showing you how it works in the ethereal whatever, right? That's the gamey reason for that. That's equally as justifiable as cold weather flying and then do something along those lines. I'd rather, it feels like a burden to me. I think they treat it like a burden. Like we have to do it because the players are whinge. So we have to find a way to stick it in somewhere. So it feels like mm -hmm. they hate it, and it comes across to us like they really don't like it, but they're going to give it to us because they're going to moan. That's that, I don't like that feeling about it. Does that make sense? Because it feels like uh, they resent having to give it to us, so they lock it away until you've done all their content. Like they decide you you have to do all this. 
No, to me, it feels like finding a middle ground in it because you mm -hmm. got the crowd that's like, I really want flying. You got the crowd that's really, I want to stay on the ground. And now they're like, okay, you can play through our content, then you get to fly rather than you get flying right at the start and you can just skip all the content or you're stuck to the ground and you're never going to fly. So for me, it feels like a middle ground. Mm, who, who does that appease, though, in the middle? Me? How, you? Me? <laughs> you do, right. So, I mean, it's not one way or the other, right? I guess that's my point. It's not like you can either do it this way or do it that way. There are lots of other ways of doing it, like we've seen in the past. Like in Wrath, we got it at like 68, I think. Uh, and TBC, we got it at 70. So they let, they let it, so you did play the content. You had to do that. And then they opened up the world by Storm, Links and Storm Peaks and Ice Grounds to go and yeah. do those zones. And then mm -hmm. in TBC, they opened up like areas of the Nether Storm and Shadow Moon Valley with the floating islands that were off in the distance, which were like the next level in the story. And you'd already played through those zones. Like you'd done the same thing. You played through the zones. Exalted with reputation. I mean, what did we get from, let's look at Najatar. What did we get from Najatari we didn't get in the first two weeks by making it till Exalted? Like, well, maybe not, not maybe not the first two weeks, but say with Najatar, for example, for me, getting flying in Najatar felt really rewarding because it was such a pain in the ass to get around on the ground because you could sense it was designed with flying in mind so you could easily get like the upper levels. So for me, it felt nice to be like, okay, I got my reputation done. I've done through the content. Now I unlock flying and I get an easier time at World Quest and all the other stuff that I still want to do in Najatar. Nice That's or a relief? Because that sounds more like relief. I mean, a similar thing can be said between uh, leveling and classic for Some would say it's a relief to hit max level, and some would say it's rewarding to hit max level. Because, yeah. you know, it feels painful to get there. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Uh, it's just that I personally, uh, I see where you're coming from with that, but I, I personally feel like they don't like it, and they wish it wasn't in the game. And I understand why mm. they feel that way. But it is I here, like it Mechagon is staying, so nice they can get well. on board with it. Well, Mechagon started with flying, essentially. Like, yeah, Mechagon had like, like the jetpacks. That was awesome, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. Was like, you want flying? flying? Here's how it feels like. Mm -hmm. Here's yeah, how so it feels I, like. I, don't, I didn't feel that felt like it was missing out on something because we had it from the start. Like, that made that zone far more enjoyable as far as I was concerned. It's now Ooh. flying from the start, essentially. Let's to bring this back together because we are a little bit over two hours, but there's a lot of questions in chat that came up, so hopefully you guys can, like, Find Novel, find Mike on their streams, bring it up as conversations for them to go about, because obviously we can't keep going and going and going. Important question for Novel. This is a, a staple of the show. Novel, do you still not put cream in your coffee? No, black, of course. Why yeah. would you put anything in your coffee? You're drinking coffee. There you go. Easy. The internet wanted to know. I'm just, I'm just checking. <laughs> Good man. It's yeah, an important really question. important question right there. And then I guess that was novel kind of hinted at this earlier, but what race will your death knight be in the next patch when every race can be death knights? Novel, you're gonna go Volpera, you said. No, uh, probably Pandaren, because in my imagination, like a fat death knight is amazing. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Cold Tyrion then? Coltiran uh, is more muscular than like bouncy and fat like a Pandaren is. I've not seen I, any Coltirans in game. Like I don't know about it. Oh, I go. I, go I mean, I am. I'm is, one. Oh, the most beautiful transmog as well, with like yeah. fish as weapons and Are like no shirt on. It's great. It's <laughs> I never bump into them even with war mode. I don't see any uh, big chunky men running at me. Savage. To be fair, I see very little people in game these days anyway. So you know. 
That's fair. Uh, well, I'm still lagging. There must be somebody somewhere. My qu- <laughs> what race are I you? Mean, to be fair, my realm is dead. But yeah, go on. Sorry. No, Mike. What race is your gonna your uh, death knight gonna be? Undead. Uh, it could already be undead. He is already undead. <laughs> what? <as he> is. <laughs> We're talking about the new one. I don't want the new ones. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't want a <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll raise you a question then, with the new right. racial customizations coming in Shadowlands. Are you going to be a bony boy, or are you going to be just a zombie with all your bones intact inside your skin? Oh, no, definitely more. The, it's the animations I like, so definitely less uh, bony boy. The less I look like a chicken McNugget, the better. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I, I already okay, choose very okay, not okay. undead looking undead as much as I possibly can. Okay. Awful. Just terrible. But okay, okay. I think I, we're... Th- you're a cult tyrant. I am. <laughs> you're good enough. My shaman's a female cult tyrant right now. No, I, I sold out for gifted subs. They said, hey, Florida boy, uh, race change female cult tyrant. Do what you want. That means there's hope for lips. I oh, think crap <laughs> we've come full circle. <laughs> oh no. Uh Mike, send us out of here. Give me your last bit of your closing shout-outs, remarks, soapbox. Take us home. Um I'm gonna say Shadowlands, everything I saw at BlizzCon was very promising. Really promising. Uh I was really happy with everything they announced. We're obviously lacking the meat of how everything's gonna work, so I'm cautiously optimistic, is what I would say. But everything so far sounds really good. Um, I don't say that easily after BFA, but I'm pretty excited about it. I can't wait to see how it's going, and I'm happy it's very early in development as well. I know it feels like a long way away. It does for me too, but the longer they spend trying to get it right rather than what we rushed in BFA, the better. So cautiously optimistic. Sounds good. Novel, closing thoughts. Uh, for me, after listening to you guys, I'm a lot more excited about uh, Shadowlands than I was from the BlizzCon presentation. Uh, so hearing that actually sounds really, really good. Um, I'm on board, I'm optimistic. Shadowlands, a lot of potential. And I think when it comes to BlizzCon, that's all we can really hope for, potential. I, I can't wait to see what they have in mind when it comes to storylines, what characters are going to bring back, where all these little plot threats are going to go. I'm excited to find out. But first, we got Nihilofa and off to go, so... Mm-hmm. Which looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, the one cool. thing that, that we're all, like, future casting ourselves, like, 10 months down the road, but we literally have six weeks, January 7th is my date, or the 14th. For Nihilofa, 8.3. They're going back to Oldham. Yeah. I love Oldham. It's a great zone. Oh, the outdoor content sucks. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's not great. I said the zone. I didn't say the content. Yeah, the, the, zone. Zone, the zone looks nice. Yeah, it does look nice. <sighs> have they fixed it since PTR, by the way? Or is it still I just haven't checked bar? since uh, before BlizzCon, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked. But, okay. yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they've done some improvements there. It's but not. The rate looks extraordinarily good. We've oh, seen this off yeah. now. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I've seen the screenshots. I don't know if I can pull one up real quick here. Uh, Where... If you play the first uh, two seconds of my last video, you can see it in person. That is it's also pretty... true. Yeah, I've seen that. Where is yeah. the picture? Oh, here it is. Is it true that you're going to ride tentacles? Yeah, it's really good. Sick. It's really fun. Yeah, it's so... It's because it would not... There you go. Look at that guy. Holy crap, fun. yeah. What a beautiful man. Well, <laughs> so I got to imagine, this is like the skybox and then you fight below this then, yeah? Yes. That's the, just below that tentacle is the entrance inside him. Oh uh, my god. So the, the fight, the pre-fight to this is the Fury of Nazoth. 
uh, which is a three-phase fight taking you deep inside. So each phase takes place in a different area outside his body as you mm -hmm, work further mm -hmm. in. Yeah, it's really cool. It definitely awesome. looks awesome. Looks very good. I think that's going to do it for us, of course. Find these nerds online. But I'm going to hit this button real quick here. Uh, actually, before I hit this button, there was a question that came up in chat, Mike. I don't know if we can really talk about this. We know for a long, long time that we've been asking for... We get we get synced expansion launches, but for us as raiders, <laughs> we can't talk about this. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, there you go. Hit the button then. All right, there he is. <laughs> there is Mike Preach Wow over on YouTube, or of course, still Preach LFW on the Twitch. Mike, still thank you very much for for, for what. Still, he's still looking for work. He's still looking for work. Yeah, still looking I for. Work. Did, did you find work yet? No. <laughs> I just read. I just read this morning. YouTube's going to my pray to probably cancel my channel. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! But Mike, thank you for hanging out with me so much at BlizzCon, making videos. We we were we were kind of stuck together for a little bit there. We did a lot of things. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fantastic. The whole experience was amazing. A really little, little too much Emma. You know, just tell her to stay home. I mean, I did marry her. That's <laughs> <laughs> my wife you're talking about. That's fisticuffs. <laughs> That's awesome. So go check him out if you're not already doing the same thing. This is Nobel over here. He, do he does things on the YouTube as well. Nobel87 or at Twitch at Nobel87. I see, I see a trend here. Is it also Nobel87 on Twitter? And Pornhub and Instagram whoa, whoa, whoa. and the other places, <laughs> you know. Hi, YouTube. I'm trying to get this one to monetize as well. I'm taking out Damn the competition. <laughs> oh, no. Go check out these beautiful boys. And, of course, my name is Adam K. K. Bay. I run this little shindig, Final Boss TV. Links down below if you missed, of course, the main show. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, audio-only version will be coming out. YouTube version will go up usually about 24 hours after the main show. Uh... Yeah, check out Wowpedia. It's got a whole bunch of stuff on it. Of course, Wowhead for all the news stuff. I was pulling a lot of the images from Wowpedia today because they have the giant Shadowlands post. And then closing shout out to my sponsors, Corsair. Thank you very much for letting me do this kind of stuff and keep doing these things going into the future and helping me out with the new PC build that I get to use soon. Then I'll have more audio controls and things like this and maybe soundboards. I don't know. Memes. In that regard, that's how this works. But thank you very much for watching. Next week should be Vengeance Demon Hunter, followed by Holy Paladin, followed by some DPS after that, then followed by the year-end special, and then we'll see. If you haven't picked up what I'm putting down, there's no way I'll be able to get through every single spec in BFA, but I don't think it really matters because beta will be more important for Shadowlands. So stay tuned for all of that. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Episode number 201. And um, have have fun with your tentacles. Bye, everybody. Bye, 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 bye. Wave, 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 wave. Bye. bye. Oh, I was called tentacles. My mind is elsewhere now. I know. You <laughs> totally threw me. <laughs> you threw me like, the show. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. <laughs>